Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 100 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show, perhaps the only bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I've still yet to fact check that. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by the man with the plan, the man who basically records from anywhere that his house will allow, Plugger JD. Plugger, how are you doing this morning, slash afternoon? Uh, I'm doing good. You feeling Episode it? Episode 100. Yeah, man. We've made it. I mean, you guys did about three quarters of these, and I only got the last quarter, but... This is, I believe, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary on the show, so maybe another little milestone marker there. Yeah, it's pretty close, because I think episode 75 was the Shredageddon, where we had to say goodbye to the lovely Eli Downing, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, we're also joined by one of the co-hosts we've had for quite some time on the show, dating back to within the first 10 episodes of the show. We're joined by, by the quad master, the forklift master. Joe Fuimano, how are you doing this morning, sir? So far, so good. I'm doing pretty well. Happy to be here for episode 100. Huge milestone for us, so very happy to be here today. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you here. I cannot believe it. We have made it to episode 100. But of course, we wouldn't be here without standing on the shoulders of giants, which is why I'm happy to say that we are joined by a very special guest for this first portion of the show here. Eli Downing, Nar Shredder 13. Welcome back to Trophy Talk What's Podcast. Up? How you doing, sir? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you, fellas? Doing well, sir. Been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Shredder getting cannot stop me. It can't. It's as Slugger noted, it was basically a year ago almost. Episode 75 was Shredder getting yep. where we passed the torch, you know? Yep. So how you been? What's been going on? I hear you've been popping a lot of platinums. Um, just wanted to fact check that real quick. So, (laughs) yeah, been uh, playing offline, you know, staying low. Right. Just to, you know. I know Warcraft or uh, Warcraft, Warframe, both of them, I guess. World of Warcraft and Warframe have been taking up some good amount of time for you. Yeah, World of Warcraft's kind of my new, my new jam. But now that I think about it, I obviously haven't been playing it that much because I've only subbed for like three months. only subbed so, like, for three months <laughs> yeah what, so what's your... like now that i look back that's not actually like a lot of time but well no but i'm sure you've got all your other live service games that you're still jamming away on slugger you were gonna say something too i just want to know what your main class was what are you running uh well so i'm kind of an altaholic if you will oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i made a bunch of different stuff i started with the warrior of course and uh went arms and got pretty lost mm. and then start looking for you know add-ons and help and all that jazz and uh then the the dragonflight expansion came out and i got i bought that which gave me another 30 days of game time shit uh and started a new character there in the dragon isles mm-hmm. and uh the new class the drag fear and uh was doing like everything you could do along the way. And I got kind of burnt out and tired of the Drakthir. So I made a uh, demon hunter and boy, that was, that was the right fit right there. (laughs) So I just got them to level 70 and finished the campaign in uh, Dragonflight for that character. So I'm kind of gearing up here for end game with that character. I think I liked that the best. Nice. 
Nice, man. Kind of simple. Good movement. Uh, looks badass. So I think that'll be the main. That's great. You, you know, I still would say, we've talked about it at work a little bit, if it comes to Game Pass or if it comes to Xbox console, I will try it. I'm yeah. Will, I'm willing oh, to give yeah. it a go. You know, I'm kind I'm, of excited I'm, for that, for my son to have like Xbox and Game Pass and just be able to play it. I played the hell out of WoW way back in high school. And um, God, what did I run? I think my main that I like really sunk a lot of time into is like a Blood Elf Paladin. Mm. Um, Interesting. I know the game's completely like different now, but I did the same thing as you. Like I can, it took me forever to get max characters because I'd get to like level 30, 40 and I'd get bored and make mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. rinse and repeat a hundred times. Yeah. Damn. It's like, I want to play all of these. These look all look fun. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have to spend so much time leveling. Yeah. You well, kinda, it's like, all different. Oh, right. It's all different quests and stuff too, right? Depending on what, what you pick or not like all different, but there are some unique quests to your race and character, I would imagine. There's a few, but okay. um, yeah, I think so. Like I, they have a time walking campaign you can do where you can go back in time to old expansions and it, and it be more leveled appropriate for you. Ah. So I took my demon hunter and leveled them through the Legion expansion, which is where they came out and their story was like relevant. Sure. That's so cool. you could take a, like a human warrior and go to Legion and, and level through there. But, yes. you know, I try to do yeah. as much RP as I can, but I'm not going to, you know, full on RP. I'm not creating a backstory, none of that stuff. But I like to play relevant content <laughs> to, like, you know, have a theme running and, you know, feel like it's, you know, you kind of get to create your own world. So, yeah, no, that's uh, cool. Yeah, just choosing appropriately there. No, definitely, man. my goal. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, again, at some point, I'll check it out if it comes to console. I'm definitely not going to try it on PC. My PC is getting towards the end of its life and I, the reason i know that is from trying to even run tabletop simulator to play magic it is like <laughs> dude it is uh it is chugging along which is really weird because i yeah. never had issues playing league at like ultra or like max settings and i could always run at least when i was playing master chief collection on pc before i got my series s never had issues with that so yeah i don't know it's a it's interesting that tabletop simulator would be the one to break my computer but probably next year like late next year i'm gonna have to upgrade it yeah i had fortnite break my computer the other day i don't know what happened but i got so laggy like i died i was so pissed dude Mm. i was playing with my son i was like so frustrated trying to not lash out at my uh my desk you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is going on yeah i couldn't it was running like five frames a minute it was crazy dude or five frames a second it was crazy i was like what the yeah, when we played gun game, that's what was happening to me. That's why I couldn't. Uh, that's why. I didn't oh, that's get, why you were trash. That's why I didn't yeah, get that sure. many kills on the yeah. first match yeah. there. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Oh, dude, yeah, it was so intimidating because I couldn't tell. Like, I could hear your son on the mic, obviously, but I couldn't mm-hmm. initially. I didn't realize which one of you like had which user slash screen name or whatever. So, like, I right. would see one of you and be like, "Oh no, is that like, is that is is that Zayden or is that yeah. Eli?" And then I would get killed by it, and I'm like, "I don't know if I got killed by Zayden or Eli." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Oh, you it's, knew when I killed you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I feel like new. your son too was like, "Yeah, Garrett, kid's trash," you know, like, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just start start tilting me off the face of the earth. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm missing shots, your lord. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, it is great to have you back. Thank you for joining us on episode 100. Felt like it would be good to have the audience get to hear from you again because it's been a bit, you know, and it's not for yeah, it's for people year. that only listen to the podcast. They're going to assume that you know we just 
we haven't been chatting or anything, but it's like we still see each other multiple times a week, right? And, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's not like Eli has disappeared. Okay, folks, he's he's here. He's doing the same thing he loves. That's those live I'm service big. games, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting into it. So welcome. Happy to have you, you here. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of stuff to go over today, guys. It's going to be a jam-packed episode, including some housekeeping items. We've got plat shout-outs, Patreon shout-outs, uh, a pretty good slew of questions here that are relevant to the episode 100 theme and the milestone. And then, has been as has been tradition for the last couple of years, we're going to go around towards the end of the episode and give our thoughts on our top three trophy hunts of the year from each of us. So that's going to be exciting. But first, housekeeping. Let's review and talk about Max's photo contest for the Daily Bugle. So for those of you who have participated in this, or if you don't maybe know either, Max, Maximum Carnage, had posted and run a competition in our Discord where you would submit photos from the photo mode in Spider-Man 2. You would review these photos, rate them, and then the winner would be given a prize. And Maximum messaged me the other day and gave me the breakdown which Daryl was not too happy about <laughs> when we were talking about it at work, gave me the breakdown of the top three, so to speak. So I'm going to go through that here. We'll start with third place. Okay, so third place goes to the Green Gorilla Gamer. The notes from Maximum Carnage on this photo. This scene is actually a spoiler with context, so I won't go into those details, but I appreciate his effort to showcase a more free-spirited and serene Spider-Man. One that isn't shown as a crime-fighting hero, but a Spider-Man that is a hero to those who need him, or who need them to help them find inner peace, closure, and to just be a friend. His shot of Spider-Man being followed by a flight of pigeons in the orange-tinted sun-setting skies is a feeling of absolute warmth and tranquility. Though I would have liked to have seen a more close-up shot of the scene, I think the distance can come from the perspective of a grounded civilian who's take who's taking in an awesome moment in the shot. It would also make for a fantastic desktop screen, as there isn't anything that's too in your face. So those are are his notes for the Green Gorilla Gamers third place shot. And if you haven't played the game, that might not have made a ton of sense to you. I know exactly which mission he's talking about there. Very cool one. And I know, Daryl, you do as well. Okay, second place goes to King K6969. Notes from Maximum. I believe King K has gone for the Arachnite suit in this shot. I'm not entirely sure where in the game the set piece is, but I like the creativity in playing into the role of Spider-Man being a menace and a threat to the people of New York. Choosing this suit and snapped, leaving the scene of the crime with a trail of destruction and explosions would really feed into JJ's hatred of Spider-Man. The film grain bronze filter was an interesting choice. While it certainly gives the water a nice look, it does make the subject, as well as the scene, a little difficult to identify, which may have also been the intention. So that's notes for second place there. And our winner, our Maximum Carnage's winner, I should say, is Emma. First place goes to Emma, so well done. Notes for this shot. Emma has gone for the classic Toby look. The lighting from the red signal light truly accentuates the reds of the 2001 Spider-Man suit. Combined with the midnight sky and a shadowed face and body parts, it recreates a darker Sam Raimi shot while bringing a feeling of warmth and nostalgia. I think Emma has done a fantastic job at capturing the essence and mood of those early spider-man films so thank you very much maximum for the notes thank you for running that competition maximum is going to reach out to you emma as you are the winner uh with your prize which i believe is a 25 dollars psn i could be wrong because out of nowhere i could not see that thread anymore as of like two weeks ago it just disappeared from my view on discord i have no idea where it went so that was fun because i had been intending to submit a photo and participate Regardless, (laughs) Regardless, <laughs> I hope that uh, you all enjoyed it. That was a very fun little competition for us to do related to Spider-Man 2. 
Daryl, I'll pass it to you first as you submitted a photo. Any thoughts on the winners or feelings on the competition? Uh, you know, I, I was a little bummed I didn't win. But, you know, once I saw the shot from Emma, I was like, right away, that's going to be like first prize for sure. So I knew there was going to be a contender for that first place spot, without a doubt, with Emma's uh, shot taken. But it was pretty cool to see a lot of people participate. I I really did enjoy the um the the screenshot from Green Gorilla Gamer because mm. I knew instantly where that came from. So I really didn't want to say much just in case people hadn't played that yet. But it was pretty good. You know, I liked all the submissions from the contestants. You know, I was really hoping to have some spending money for Christmas. But good job, Emma. That was a really good shot. Uh, just happy that we did have some people who participated in this photo contest, which was really cool. Yeah, totally, totally. It's almost like Maximum has become J. Jonah Jameson in this instance, you know? And he's at the Daily Bugle. He's he's accepting the shots from Peter Parker, or if you're watching the Spider-Man 3 from Sam Raimi, from Eddie Brock, his competition, you know? So it's some good stuff going on there. Slugger, what are your thoughts on the competition as a whole? Yeah, I thought it was good. The The worst part about the competition was I haven't played Spider-Man 2 yet. So I'm watching all these badass images come in, and every time someone submitted one, I was like, "Do I even want to look? Because it's just gonna make me. It's gonna give me some FOMO. I'm gonna want to play." Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were they were all good shots. I think I definitely agree with Max on Emma taking the first place prize. That is a like using the I don't know what you call those lights, like the air traffic light that you would see on top of a building. Yep. A load master doesn't know what those lights are called. I don't know what that's called. Come it's on, a dude. light that's I think it's called a compressor. I'm pretty sure. Hitting buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you flying those planes? <laughs> no, He's like, fuck it, load it oh, up. Okay. Fuck it. Oh, right. <laughs> There's nothing in the way. You're just dropping loads out the back. I <laughs> just forgot. Dropping loads all over the mm -hmm. all over the country, the world. Oh my god. Watch out, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> all just coming to drop a load on you. Someone else has got some organic webbing to drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh anyway yeah <laughs> oh, it's good uh, stuff right there tell your kids don't listen to trophy talk podcast yeah yeah that that's a sick shot the pigeon shot no idea where that comes from in the story but it looks like a gorgeous shot i, I remember the pigeon missions from the first game so i assume it's kind of like a follow-up to those in that mm. second game i don't know that's me taking it out of context i like king's picture even though i didn't really understand what the hell was going on in it um but like it's it's a very grungy vibe i guess is like you kind of have the sunset and you're on this wrecked i thought it was a ship like a like a battleship or something that's what it looks like to me i don't know what it is but some type of pier or ship on the water um to me in this picture it looks like uh like like a security camera or something caught this picture that's kind of the vibes i was getting from it like oh here's a security camera on the side of a building and uh picked up this shot that spider-man was in for like half a second before he zipped out of there so i thought that was kind of a cool uh shot even though it wasn't like as focused or detailed as the other shots mm. and uh yeah nice. great contest i i like the idea of this i like the idea of doing more photo mode comps for different games and seeing where these take us yeah that's a good point i i do think that having competitions smaller competitions relevant to big games that are coming out throughout the year is kind of a fun way to mix it up so maybe that's something we can look at moving into next year as uh, we get some more bangers especially in the early parts of the year we don't even know what's coming 
from the second half of the year, especially from Sony first party. Like we were just discussing that last night. It's kind of a big question mark, but we do know that in the beginning of the year, there's a lot of really good games that are going to be quite popular coming out. So yeah, something to think about. Eli, Spider-Man 2 interest you at all? Obviously, I know you enjoyed the first one, uh, but you know, any thoughts on picking up or playing the second one at any point? It probably will come to PC, you know, at some point in the future. Yeah, I didn't even get through the first one. <laughs> I remember you had played it. You hadn't finished it though. I started it. Yeah, it was gonna be my like play on the side as I as I did Demon Souls, but yeah, <laughs> you know the rest. We know the rest. You, you, the thing I that's crazy. The... Go ahead. Sorry. No, Maximum Carnage. Though, what does he do? What is his job? He sounds like a legitimate art critic. What I know. That? I know. Who's this guy? He uh he works. As a grounds master yeah, for like a golf yeah, course, right? Golf, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. He must have like an art business on the side. He must be hustling fine art, dude. Yeah. You know, embezzling and, you know, laundering money or whatever they do. Stuff yeah. Like he, that. He's got a future like in the it. critic in the critic realm, I think. Yeah. For sure. Very good write-ups and descriptions of why people want. Yeah. I will say. Um, I would say I like the idea of seeing more art contests, too. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's fun, and I think it's relatively low effort in terms of, like, running them, you know? So that, that's, yeah. that's also a nice win-win, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer, because we could actually participate in this one, and none of us... Well, Slugger, you hadn't played the game, and then Daryl, you submitted one and didn't, didn't get chosen, and then I couldn't see the thread. Again, I have no idea why, so I sent Maximum a photo separately, uh, but it still did not get chosen. So, that's if okay. If only you had god rights or something in the discord i That'd couldn't figure it out convenient. dude yeah, i couldn't I figure it out i was like how do i wow. how do i even you know like i couldn't figure it out couldn't do embarrassing. it embarrassing <laughs> yeah. it's okay i think I, that that role needs to be changed i can see everything i need to I see knew, <laughs> i knew i should have sent it to slugger god damn it <laughs> all right let's move on <laughs> it's very good thank you very much maximum all right, before we get into our plat shoutouts, which we have pulled also from the Discord, I wanted to just take a second and sort of reflect on the year. We are recording on December 16th here. So in theory, we have one more episode that we would be recording before the end of the year. But this seems like a good spot because it's episode 100 as well. We're going to be feeling some nostalgic moments here and some lookbacks, right? So I'm just asking us. How do we feel about this year in terms of our gaming time, in terms of how we did for trophy hunting? Now, Eli, you weren't trophy hunting, but I'll just ask you, how do you feel like the hobby spoke to you this year? Were you more or less into gaming than in previous years? You know, so you can answer sort of in that way. But Daryl, let's go to you. How do you how are you feeling about this year so far? And we're coming up on the end of it. How do you how do you think it was? Uh, I think the year went pretty well for me, you know, with with the with having PlayStation Plus Extra, it definitely opened up the catalog for me for sure. Um, I I think my game count seems pretty on par with like previous years. Supposedly I played thirty five games. Oh yeah. Which I I think I played around like that that number from the years before. So I think I'm on par with that. But I think I've just played a variety of different games this year, which I want to highlight. So. I think it's been a pretty good year for me so far. Played a bunch of different games. I think the amount of trophies I've earned could possibly be the most I've ever earned since becoming a trophy hunter. Damn. But the year's been pretty good. Uh, I, I got to look through my through my computer because I do have, like, previous year's um, wrap-up saved. I only have 2020 that I have on my desktop, so I got to find the other two years. 
But I want to kind of do like a, a comparison to see how I've done over the last few years. But this year was really good. I'll say I played a lot of different games, a lot of new games, uh, some indies. I did a few cleanup games, which is pretty cool. But overall, I think I played a lot of good games that I had like my eye on for the longest. Examples being Ratchet and Clank, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a few other games I can't really think of, but I did get to some of the big games. Spider-Man 2, you know, that was one of the big games I really wanted to play this year. And, uh, you know, I had the chance to play it from beginning to end. So this year was great. I'll, I'll say that 2023 has been a pretty good year for me so far. So hopefully we can continue that into the into the next year, hopefully. Absolutely, man. Well said. Yeah, I always enjoy those wrap-ups at the end of the year. I wish I was smart enough and had saved the old ones, like it sounds like you did, to compare them. But, <laughs> you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> uh, Slugger, let's go to you. What do you think? How was your year for 2023 <clears throat> in gaming? Gaming-wise, it was really solid. I was... I think it's tied to this community. Like, it's got to be. I don't know if I'm, like, just more focused having a community of people that are kind of, like, you know, you share Platinum and people are interested in what you're playing and you're kind of giving feedback and you're excited to share, like, all the progress and gains you're making. Because um, I was looking all the way back to from 2020 to 2012. I, I only averaged, like, 20 to 30 completed games a year. Mm. Um, not so much Platinums, but that's just hundred percent. Um, but then you get into 2021, I got 53 games completed. 2022 was a banger year, 75 games completed Oof. this year, a little bit less 65 games completed. But really since I've become a member of this community, like I've just been much more focused on trophy hunting in general. I think, um, I'm much better about like when I start a game, I'm going to finish that game before I touch anything else. Yeah. And that's, I think that's allowing me to kind of like, boost these numbers through the roof so i just counted i have 56 platinums on the year and Jeez. 60 yeah 65 games completed so a couple hundred percents sprinkled in here in there here and there so yeah i'm i'm stoked i think it was a good year we'll see in a later question where we have to use our platinums for a scenario yeah um i thought i was going to be like really stacked for the scenario in this question but kind of like daryl was saying uh a lot of my stuff was like indie and shorter games. I kind of talked about that in the last episode as well. I've been leaning really hard into the PlayStation Extra, checking out tons of indie games here and there, kind of going through a bunch of indies in my backlog. There really wasn't like a ton of AAA games that I, I touched this year. So it was cool to go and explore that space and spend a lot of time there and checking out these smaller titles. For sure. Yeah, I agree. There is something about, and especially this year since you've been on the show hosting regularly too, there is there is sort of a, I don't know if I would say pressure in like a negative sense, but there is like a pressure to like continuously play and complete stuff because you want to have things to discuss when we get to those points in the show, you know, that what we've been playing episodes and everything. So I think yeah. it, there is like a momentum to that, that you feel that if I wasn't doing the show, I'm sure I wouldn't be quite as big on it either. I'd probably, you know, be spending a little more time on Xbox or League or, you know, other magic or other stuff too. But because we do the show, it's like, all right, well, I've got time to game. I should be playing PlayStation. I should hop on and do some stuff. So I totally I know, feel you there. I know personally as well, I didn't factor this in. I'm about to finish Assassin's Creed Unity for my letter A on the A to Z challenge. 
that A to Z challenge. I didn't think I would actually stick with it because it started in Pat's Discord a couple months ago. Right. I believe Zachary finished it, and I kind of was like, well, I'm about halfway done. I'm going to keep pushing. That has definitely given me the drive, but it's talking about focus and stuff. It's kept me focused on, like, I got to do a game for this letter. Like, I can't play anything else until I finish these 26 games. And I got Spider-Man waiting. I got Alan Wake 2 waiting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I talked about the new crew last night uh, in party chat that I want to get to. Like, all these games I really want to get to. But I'm putting on hold until this challenge is done. So I've been like, every chance I get, I'm I'm jumping on the PlayStation. If I can knock out, you know, a trophy in a span of 20 minutes and then turn the system off, I'm happy. Like any gain has been good gain. So uh, it's the A to Z challenge has definitely pushed me a lot harder to knock a bunch of stuff out quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm. Yeah, I guess the word would be for just how dedicated you were to it. You know, I, I, get, I, I don't know. I've expected it to take you longer, but at the same time, like you said, getting to be done with it frees you up to play some of these other games that have been really speaking to you and calling to you. So it makes sense that you would try to get through it. I'm, I'm a little surprised. though. like, you're already done pretty much. I was going to say, I don't, I don't take offense to surprise because how often over the last, as long as I've been in the discord with you guys, have I gone, I'm going to do this difficulty challenger. I'm not going to buy any new games. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, is that difficulty challenge or that no buying game philosophy? Yeah, I just like <clears throat> caved and bought like six games. Like, yeah, I always make lofty. It's kind of like New Year's resolutions. I always make lofty goals for myself that I just drop. So it's kind of nice to be able to get a win for once on one of these. Yeah, Eli, what about you, man? How How is your year in gaming? What were you mostly jamming on? We talked about WoW a little bit before. What other stuff? I'm Any, actually, anything new or no? should have prepped a little better, but uh, I'm actually in-game right now. Uh, oh, doing shit! Slash, slash played on my characters to, to see. I got one more that, that was like more of a... Oh, just get, getting the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I actually... Hold on, last one. And then I did my wrap up for i did my playstation wrap up nice uh so you guys <laughs> can see i start, started seeing all those in the discord so i just did mine live we're doing it live oh god uh, ap apologies <laughs> no it's so, all right you guys want to guess how many games i played yeah let's guess i'm gonna say four or five <laughs> i'm gonna say two. i yeah I okay. agree with Daryl. I think two, because I feel like Demon Souls and then Fortnite. Okay. Uh, I remember when you played Demon Souls last, though. Might have been in one January, game. maybe. One game? I played one game this year. <laughs> you played Elder Scrolls Online. Correct. 26 oh, yeah. hours in Elder Scrolls Online. Dude. Over 15 sessions. Forgot mm. we were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was a, that was a great time. decision to start that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's actually not bad. I could go back because it shows too. I did 25 out of my 26 hours with the squad. Ooh. Uh, so, so you wasn't actually stuck to it. it... Ahead. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so 26 hours. You want to guess how many trophies I got? Six. Two. And three. Ah, three trophies, brother. Three Let's... bronzes. They were all in uh, Elder Scrolls Online too. I guess that's the only thing I played this year. Like, yeah, at all. I'm on the PlayStation, I... though, right? Correct. Well, you're yeah. still gaming. I'm a squad hero, as far as the PlayStation is concerned. Okay, okay. And a role player. 
Those yeah, the, my, the role player would titles. make sense even not on PlayStation, I think. You definitely enjoy role-playing games. Right. So I did some Slash Blade on my characters. Uh, it's not as bad as I thought. That main I was talking about, the Demon Hunter, I've got uh, 59 hours. Okay. And 36 of that was blowing through the campaign on uh, the new expansion. Okay. So, yeah, looking at these, you know, about half the time to level to 60. And then just as much to go from 60 to 70 through the campaign. Yeah. Which isn't bad because I was... The Evoker, the one that I said I started right through, right at the new expansion, because it's the new class that comes with it. You can just start right away with it, basically. Uh, If you have a level 60 character on that server, uh, it's 31 hours, and I'm not even, like, halfway through the campaign. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was doing all the side quests. Uh, My warrior is at 43 hours, 30 of that in Dragonflight. And then I have this hunter at like 10. Those are my four most played characters. So it's only like like 140 hours. Yeah, but that's just in World of Warcraft. That's pretty pretty good. More than I have in any game across this year. Yeah. Yeah, who knows how much idle time that is. (laughs) Right. Or I'm just sitting it down. Like, you know. Yeah, just in between stuff or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, and then well, also my wrap up. Fort, yeah, Fortnite and Minecraft so, and yeah. Uh, I haven't been playing a ton of Minecraft. I'd like to. I just you know, there's other stuff that's more fun at the moment. But man, I miss kind of chilling, sitting there listening to a podcast, just drip mining for diamonds. It's so chill. <laughs> you it's so that. chill, dude. I miss sitting there just hitting left click for four hours. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's exciting when you get a diamond. But you're just you're just sitting there listening to a podcast, right? And, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Before we get too far, so Eli and I, we have been talking. You know, we had a l- talked about him coming on the episode, right? Like in October. Eli said he played a game that I highly praised, but he oh, did yeah. not find enjoyable. But he said he was going to reveal it once he came on the show. Oh, yeah. So I fell Eli, off. Bro. I am turning it over <laughs> to you, man. You got to let me know what game it is. All right, I fell off, but yeah, I'm sure you've been dying. Uh, Maybe I'll get back to it, but it was The Witcher 3. Oh. I remember I told you I I did a thing that I was proud of. You started a new game. Well, no, I got, I beat that, I beat that Griffin because I was talking about it on here probably. In the intro area? uh, Yeah, dude. I I played on PlayStation and I was like, wow, this game's trash. I can't even beat this fucking thing. So I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I started it. uh, I wanted something that wasn't live service uh, that, you know, had replayability and the mods and stuff and and stuff like that to get into Mm -hmm. and i did end up landing on the witcher uh the other choices were was that dragon age inquisition and maybe like divinity sin like one of those types of game like a role-playing game that is like not live service basically but i ended up on the witcher because they had a lot of good mods and stuff so yeah i was actually getting pretty in depth in that i beat that i Conquered my my uh, falling out of my first experience and beat that Griffin, and uh, I did a little more past that. But yeah, I did I did fall off. Nice of that as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Sorry you to leave you hanging. Tried it though. Sekiro. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, The Witcher. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Combat kind of is weird on mouse and keyboard. Combat's kind of like weird in general spread. in that game. Yeah. They got mods for that, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of fell off. 
Yeah. I am still playing uh, Rocket League mm. and uh, kind of, ooh, man, I still haven't passed my peak, which is kind of sad. They had a season there that uh, took 150 MMR from you, which hurt pretty bad. Oh, shit. Um, but I, I gained it back. But man, Diamond is a lot more champy than it's ever been. <laughs> mm. And I get that it's good for the game overall because they were kind of getting skewed and like, you know, probably didn't deserve champ at, at times, right? Right. Uh and so it, it levels them out, makes them better over time. But uh I've gotten back there, I've gotten back to champ. Uh but I go back and forth, I rage and then go back down to diamond. But then that's when it's fun cuz then you get to like <laughs> yeah, you know, shit on people and like, all right, that was a good game. And then then your confidence goes up and you do good and you get to champ and then you lose one, you're like, what the fuck? Yep. I thought I was the best. I know what's going on here. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's like a certain sweet spot of like, it's not so easy that you don't even have to think, but it's, you're going to win, you know, and you're going to perform well. And then you go up to that next tier and you're like, well, shit, you know, like Mm -hmm. for League of Legends for me, it's like, if I'm in high gold games, it's like, well, now I'm going to start to lose sometimes, you know, and and that's going to piss me off. (laughs) And so, yeah. In Rocket League 2, it's like, I want to, I've kind of come to terms that I want to have fun playing the game and do cool tricks and shots and stuff like that and that's not usually uh the meta it's not the way to win rockingly it's like yeah yeah, so it's like all right so i can just sit here and uh not just 100 percent not commit on uh, on my teammate being upfield right like just staying back playing defense not doing anything stupid it's like yeah but that's boring if the ball if the ball is bouncing off the backboard, I'm last back. I'm going up for that bad boy. Like you better believe it. Yeah, yeah I mean, you better get your ass back. And then they don't get back, and you're like, my teammate sucks. It's yeah. his fault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did you get back? Mm-hmm. I want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you got you always have to blame so, the teammates. It's never your fault. Right. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's the first rule of any ranked so, game that you play. It's right. never your own fault. You can never improve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, yeah i've come to terms it is my fault but i'm doing it on purpose because i want to have fun there you go and just not taking the losses too seriously because then i'll end up in a in a in a game that i'll just you know destroy but I did, dude i i went deep i went deep at one point let me see my rocket league tracker i i was almost back in in platinum oh wow so you yeah. tilt, you tilted off the face i of the tilted earth. off the face of the earth bro <laughs> yeah Bad. you're on like a, it's like when you're on like an eight seven or eight game losing streak and you're like well just i gotta end on a win you know i gotta yeah. end on a win i can't get off now it's like you should probably just get off <laughs> yeah. yeah you should probably just take yeah, a minute it was one of those yeah i know like it, just I know get it well. off mm-hmm. where is the graph why am i missing the graph i want to see what what the hell hmm. oh here we go here we go oh ouch <laughs> that's one v that's one v one i was like wow some trash oh man yeah i took it down i went to diamond two at my lowest okay this was on oh around my birthday too that's great november november 8th yeah i took a big dip yeah that that's part of the year sad. wasn't stressful at all so it totally makes sense yeah mm-hmm. jesus uh yeah my peak dude i've been i haven't gotten champion two yet but i've been one game off multiple times but here i can see two on the graph uh, maybe three on the graph here where i was one game off almost there you'll do it dude yeah you'll do it it's but, you know it's just a matter of 
if you're enjoying playing a bunch of other stuff, you're not going to dedicate all the time. I know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you just played Rocket League, I'm sure you would do it, but it's like that's boring or whatever. You got to train. I'm at the training. You got to train more and yeah. you got to maybe play with a teammate. Yeah. Like consistently, but yeah, whatever. Get that duo queue going. I understand. Mm-hmm. I know well, still, this was supposed to be like the uh, wrap up here of my year, and, and well, it sounds like it. I mean, we're getting a wrap up. Year. We're getting a bunch but. of Rocket League info. Basically, was was still there. Big big Rocket League year, big World of Warcraft year. Mm-hmm. So between and those two alone, I mean, that's that's a lot. And Fortnite. And Fortnite. Sun's back on Fortnite, and it's doing pretty good, man. It's actually, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's big in the gaming industry for uh, a couple weeks there it had a where, comeback for sure i think yeah it's season launch maybe it's because i'm i'm a little more in the world now but that season launch just like broke the internet it's like sent the xbox servers down yeah it was crazy yeah and it, it, it is impressive like when we hopped on the other day you know what i said was i found the game very impressive just in terms of the scope of all the stuff it offers mm-hmm. it's like really nuts and very cool for them to do that I still mm-hmm. don't know if it's like my jam, but I can respect it. I'm like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of cool shit going on in here and a lot of options for people. So, yeah, I will say I watched some uh, some pro stuff, too, just to show him and, you know, see how the pros play. Yeah, totally different game. But yeah, I, I, I've always preached on the show that I'm a fan of innovative games, creative games, uh, unique games. That's yep. why I like Rocket League so much. There's nothing like it. Minecraft is the first of its of its kind and uh fortnite really you know people complain about the building but that just gives that game another level of depth that nothing else offers really well there's, there's a no build a game mode like it if you want there's a zero build right mode. i'm saying that's what makes fortnite so great is the build mode yeah. like it offers something nothing else does it's very unique and it adds so much depth to the combat that i just you know you don't just, get that anywhere else i think you just can't play that game you can't play the build mode game on a on a controller well that's that's my main issue with my it is can. like if you want to be competitive you have to be mouse and keyboard in that game and i, I don't think, know my son does pretty well like, i mean i'm sure he, i'm sure he does well but he's not going to be like high rank you know what i mean he's not going to be like plat and up or whatever i don't know how the ranking system works in that game but i'm assuming if it's cross play you're not going to get beyond like gold if you're using know, a we'll controller see. so it's kind of like because just of how fast you have to flick that crap around you got to be playing on like 10 sensitivity basically in order to like yeah some of the you know yeah that's more it's more the sensitivity is really where it is i guess yeah it's not because you can get all the buttons and build stuff and edit stuff yeah Uh, for sure yeah for sure um i think go ahead i think like with fortnite what makes it so impressive now especially is just the wide variety like when it first started it was Mm -hmm. just you have the save the world mode and the br and now there's the no build br and then they introduced the creative or custom game mode where people can make their own stuff and people are making everything in there. It's just like Halo custom maps. And now Fortnite itself introduced like a festival mode, which is led by Hyphonics. Hyphonics, right? The guitar hero Psy- dudes? Psyonics. Psy- yeah, there you go. Psyonics. Um, or no. Harmonics. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um, Psyonics is the rocket. Something Onyx. <laughs> yeah. So now it's a music game. And then you got Lego Fortnite, which is kind of like. I don't want to call it Minecraft because it's very much its own thing. But I don't hate that. This Minecraft survival, exploring, build a base type shit. Seems just and like then, a chill and chat kind of game mode. Open yeah, world survival got, craft. Yeah. And then you got um, the racing game, which is led by Psyonix. Yeah. And 
So it's like, those are the official modes, but then you look at custom and it's like, you can play a custom mode that plays like Among Us. You can play, gun I used game. to love the stupid, you can play gun game. Uh, there's these stupid, I don't want to say stupid because they're kind of cool, but they're like obstacle courses and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. Death runs. can you clear the thousand stages of this obstacle course? And I would sit there and spend hours on party chat while we were just dicking around in party chat, like just running through these stupid obstacle courses. Like there's something for everyone there. Like if you're competitive, if you're casual, if you like game mode X compared to game mode Y, like the game really has it all. And for it to be free is kind of crazy. Yeah. I think they have a, I think some of those games are stupid, but I try not to call them stupid either. Cause like my son gets into some of these where they're like, um, they're like idle games i don't know exactly what they're called but you like sit there and gain resources and like build a house uh this was pre lego stuff i think it was some like development uh improvements in the ue5 where all these like creative games started coming out yeah but yeah they have like these tycoons where you just kind of like sit around and gain resources and then you build a mansion or something like that and uh i try not to knock them just because like i remember back like we played those like uh what was that that Facebook game like Mob Boss or Pot Farmer. Oh yeah, there was like, like Farmville the addictive and shit. games. Yeah. Yeah. Addictivegames.com. There's so much stupid crap on there, dude. That that yeah. wasn't a waste of time, but you know, it's fun when you're, you know, in that moment. It just yeah, makes me appreciate it. I agree. Makes me appreciate Halo that much more because Forge mode was doing this shit in Halo three back in two thousand seven. Oh, yeah. Forge was amazing, dude. And it's like you just it's like, oh, where did that go for? Why did it take 15 years for people to realize this is a good idea again? You know, mm-hmm. more, <laughs> like I can't I believe wish, it. I wish more games allowed like custom modes or custom maps, like map tools. It'll just boost the longevity of like that title. It's kind of like what we were talking about last night with The Last of Us. Yeah, like you have these multiplayer games worried about their games lasting for years, and it's like let the community do it. Give yeah, them the mm-hmm. tools and options to do it, and that shit will last forever. If it's good, people will keep playing Look it. Look at Minecraft. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. how Minecraft's yeah. top of the game for whatever, 10 years, whatever it is. I know. All right, well, let me, uh, let me, just, I'll give a couple stats real quick, and then we'll move on to the plat shout outs here. So, for, I think, you know, for my year in review, I played 32 games, I think I want to say. Hold on one second. 33 games, excuse me. And, the, the I think the year went pretty well for me just in terms of cleanup percentage. I raised my percentage over 5%. It's like five and a quarter for my profile overall, overall, which I was really happy about. But I think the biggest thing that I was stoked about this year was that I actually played in platinum types of games that I normally would be super turned off by in years past. So I think if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I would always say like, oh, 10 to 20 hours is like the sweet spot for a platinum you know i don't want to play games that are 40 hours 50 hours whatever well guess what i put 95 hours into final fantasy 16 this year i put 80 hours into the division i put 70 hours into resident evil 4 i put 65 hours into the last of us remastered so i i really like changed my mentality on that this year and i I think i sort of embraced the grind for some of these things part of that was because i wasn't really playing league of legends this year so it freed up some more of my like gaming time as well but yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with, with how it went. Uh, let me get... There was one other slide here that I wanted to... I'm a role player on my wrap-up, which was pretty cool, uh, which was unusual for me as well. And where is the trophies here? Or in hours. So 696 hours, 
which is pretty banger. I feel like most of the years before I've been at like the 500 or 4, 480, 490. So again, a lot of that is just taking time I would have put into league and putting it here. But yeah, 17 Platinums, you know, 766 trophies earned. I think uh, that's more than one a month, and I was going to be happy this year if I just got one Platinum a month. So somehow I did better than that, and I will take it. I, I'm quite pleased with this year. Next year, the year of the cleanup, as Slugger says. I've said that every year since the show started. Next year is the cleanup year. <laughs> <laughs> this year started off that way, and then I just could not hold off from all the good games that were coming out. And I didn't even play Baldur's Gate 3 or Alan Wake 2 or Tears of the Kingdom, right? So, like, if you wanted to really play all the Game of the Year nominees, I'm not even anywhere near the amount of hours I would have had to put into that. But I just couldn't resist some of the AAA games that came out this year. We'll talk about them later in the show. But, yeah, that's my year interview. I'm quite pleased with it. I think it went very well. Feeling, feeling good, for sure. Okay, Daryl, take us away, sir. You have compiled, once again, some Platinums pulled from the Discord Trophy Room channel that we would like to shout out. So go ahead and take us away. Uh, so number one, we got King K6969 coming in with Jet Moto PS5 version on the PSN profiles. It's at 47.40%. And it's on PSN, PSN it's on 5.7%, uh, and it's a very rare uh, the next four that I'm going to call out are all Ultra Wares. Uh, very impressive games. So Maximum Carnage, this is one you got to check out in the Discord if you haven't already. There's a pretty cool Platinum shot on the um, Trophy Room page, I believe. He's uh, coming in with the Dead or Alive 6 PS4 version on PlayStation Profiles is 16.5%. And on PSN Native... PS native 2.8% ultra rare and first time shout out Mr. Jelly coming in with Gotham Knights PS5 version on PSN profiles it's at a 20.98% and on PS native a 1.5% making it an ultra rare damn is that Thrills. actually a ultra rare for that I didn't realize holy shit at the time I mean I checked it like what five days ago so oh no yeah. i mean i'm sure it's not gonna have gone up that amount i just for some reason i thought gotham knights was not as uh rare as it is but jk go ahead interesting yeah uh Skrillis, far cry new dawn ps4 version psn profiles 26.03 percent and ps native 2.6 percent and last but not least zombie yoshi battlefield 2042 mm. ps4 version 3.7% on PSN profiles and a 0.1% on PS native. So I got a good one? mix of games. Yeah. What is that? Is that because it's a popular casual player game or are they that hard? Do you guys know? Um, I think Battlefield 2042, if I had to guess, someone is probably going to know. My, my assumption would be that when it came out, it was like not really well regarded. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like picked it up and tried it and then just didn't continue mm -hmm. to play it so the number got like initially inflated and if you're someone who stuck around it also mm -hmm. went up and and i think it was a free giveaway one month too which brought in oh, even well, more people yeah. to the stats yeah i can i got some info on it yeah. um the trophies tied to hazard zone are from what i've heard are very difficult and annoying uh it's pretty much an extraction game mode where you drop into the multiplayer maps 
Uh, I think it's a three, it's like a three on three on three on three type of mode where everyone's in a small squad. You need to like go pick up Intel and then make it to an extraction point and extract. And that can be very, very difficult, not only to do what you need to do to win the games, but I guess the game mode is just like completely fucking dead. Um, Mm -hmm. So you need to either get on at the right time or set up boosting. Like it's a pain from what I've, because I, I have to do this one as well. Oh, um, is that your B? Success, successfully extract 25 no. times in Hazard Zone. Successfully extract with 50 data drives in Hazard Zone. So, like, I think everything, all the difficulties tied to the Hazard Zone because all the multiplayer stuff is just kind of like grind and you'll get it. Mm-hmm. So, those are the ones that kind of take some skill. But a little still, bit of both. yeah, Sounds a little like. bit of both. And an ultra rare yeah. on the plat or on the on PSN and on the actual PS native. So that's pretty, pretty good there, sir. Pretty the good. numbers are scary on PSN profiles too. It's five out of ten. Forty-two playthroughs, Colin. Yeah, right no, up your alley. No big deal. Twenty hours. Love that. <laughs> love it. Love <laughs> Double-digit playthroughs is immediately like a. You gotta be. Joking I don't think me. they mean that. They probably mean the. The hazard zone would be my guess. Yeah, I mean they probably mean that many Not matches. Really it's yeah. weird that like Modern Warfare Three doesn't do that though with like the zombies mode, because in it could put like oh fifty playthroughs, but it's like, come on. Not, not a playthrough. You is could it? just do it first try if you want. It's try. a, it's a match, you know. <laughs> it's a match. No, so the, the weird thing about Modern Warfare Three is there's a timer on the, on the mode. So the zombies mode, oh. you like drop in, and it's like an extraction mode, and you got to yeah. do all these objectives in there for trophies. But it's a 45 minute timer, mm-hmm. and then it like automatically ends the game. So there's like no way mm-hmm. that you can do some of the stuff. And yeah, you need, you need like a certain number of matches basically. It's, it's annoying because your gear carries over between, or like certain parts of your gear can carry over between matches. Makes so. it easier. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. But uh, yeah, very cool, Daryl. Nice shout outs there. Some good variety, I think, as well. Gotham Knights continues to sort of, I don't want to say limp along, but as much as people like hated on that game when it first came out, I still see people playing it like to this day. One of my good friends, Joe, just picked it up when it was on sale. You know, he's really enjoying it, actually. I think, uh, I don't know. Maybe people were a little too hard on it because of the 30 frames at launch. I'm not sure if that got fixed or not, but it might be worth a revisit if you're at all curious. And, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Dead or Alive 6? No, I've never played any of those. Looks insane. Far Cry New Dawn. Another Far Cry game. Gosh. They're just, they start to blur together, don't they? Even the Avatar <laughs> game just looks like Far Cry. You know? I've heard, I yeah. keep hearing great things about that game. That's really? on my like heavily watch list. Huh. I mean, maybe if it's like really on sale at some point, it might be might be worth checking out. Let me look up the yeah. trophy guide for it right now. Have you checked that out? I'm sure you have. I haven't. I mean, I've heard like at its core, yeah, it's essentially Far Cry, but I've heard the aesthetics and everything else, just it being in an Avatar world, make it much more than that. Sure. It carries it a long way. There's okay. A lot more like survival elements to to it, where you have to like gather food and um, like berries and stuff to to progress. It, well, it looks it like it's cool. a three. I'm an Avatar fan. Three point five out of ten difficulty because Power Picks does half points for that, and then uh, forty to sixty hours, zero missable trophies. Can play it on easy. So yeah, not too bad. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Daryl. And with that, let us get into our shout outs for our Patreon supporters. So remember, if you like what we do and you like the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast, where you will find various tiers of support over there, ranging from bronze all the way up to platinum. 
We want to give a special thank you to our Patreon supporters who have been with us, most of you, for quite some time as we are here on this episode 100 milestone. It's pretty crazy to think about, so thank you all so, so much for the support. That's a big thank you to Pat the Trophy Hunter, the Portland Kevin, Maximum Carnage, the Sly G. Cooper, King K6969, B-Down, Diego Juan, Zachary, First Mage, Buff Cupcake, Against Me 75, and Skrillis. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. It truly does mean the world to us. So thank you. All right, guys, Patreon questions. We're feeling reflective today. We're feeling nostalgic. All right. So cast your minds back. A lot of these questions are going to be asking us about the history with the show as we're here on our centennial episode. So let's get into it. Our first one comes to us from King K6969. He asks, what is your favorite episode of the Trophy Talk podcast? You're here on episode 199 to choose from. Daryl, let's go to you first. What do you have for this one? So more, mine is more of a a grouping of episodes. So I like all of the Halloween episodes that we do. Yeah. Um, I think we've been doing this for almost, almost or over three years now. And we've done, I, I would believe, three episodes during Halloween. And that's like the one time of the year where I I like that part of our um, recording sessions because I feel like we get really into the theme of the of the holiday. Like we're all playing horror games, and I feel like that's like the one time of the year where we really talk about things outside of video game that's not like horror related. So we'll talk about movies, TV shows, you know, just the overall holiday or not holiday but the the time of the year itself with halloween but i i really enjoy those times of the years because we're all playing spooky games um so yeah that's like generally what i find like as my favorite time when we record on the trophy talk podcast is whenever we do like halloween stuff which is fun because you know we do two episodes during the the, the month of october so a lot of what we talk about is like halloween theme yeah. So lots of things to talk about during that month, which I find to be like my favorite episodes of the year. Yeah, we've got our first two that we did. Episode 17 was Spooktober, and that sort of set the tradition up. And uh, based on the thumbnail for that, I was playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And then episode 18 was if you can punch a bee, you can punt a doll. And it has a bunch of pumpkins and stuff on there. These, of course, were uh, thumbnails done by Eli back in the day. So, yep, that is where the tradition started very early on. So, good stuff there. I, I too, always like our Halloween episodes. I just love horror games, and so getting a chance to talk about those games more, plus the movies, like you mentioned, the shows we're watching, those kinds of things, really getting into the season. As I've gotten older, Halloween is probably my favorite time of year and my favorite holiday now. So I totally agree with you there. Slugger, what do you got for this? What are your What's your favorite episode of the show? So... I couldn't, I couldn't narrow down a specific episode um, because there's so many. I mean, there's been a lot of great moments across the show, and I went more with like an arc or theme that we saw over the course of like six months to a year, and it was all the food shenanigans you guys dealt with, and people writing in about food and all the crazy food combos, which even sparked it. I think the very first like extra episode. Oh yeah, where. I think it was one of your guys' anniversary episodes where all three of you went live on 
Yeah, we Discord. streamed it. Yeah. <laughs> and started eating all these weird food combos, but like some of the more notable ones. I'm going to blame Skrillis for this. I think Skrillis yeah. pushed a lot of these. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Cinnamon yeah, rolls and chili. Them up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think these are real either. I think he just yeah. told it. Yeah. We had cinnamon rolls and chili. I believe there was a, a moment where there was discussion about dipping pizza in Pepsi. Oh. Or at least the crust of it or something. Yeah. Pretzels and, food and soda? Pretzels, That's too. me. Yeah. That's me. That's Jesus. so good. Jesus Christ. There was a big debate on whether or not grown-ups or adults eat applesauce or not. Like, is that an adult food or is that a kid food? Fucking baby food over here. Baby food. Yeah, it's yeah. vegetarian. <laughs> Anyone who it's eats much. applesauce, Jesus what? Christ. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking baby food, dude. We'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had Cheez-Its on peanut butter sandwiches. Yes. Which I believe you guys actually liked. On the that that show, was okay. That was like one of the only ones where I was like, all right. You know, I wouldn't choose to do it, but I, it's not bad. And then uh, finally, the last one I could remember off the top of my head was the milk and pizza. Like drinking <laughs> milk as a combo with your pizza. Yeah, that's just disgusting. Yeah, that's shit. Just, it was there was always write-ins about these stupid food topics. You guys would drone on and not drone like it's a bad thing, but you guys would discuss <laughs> and have these debates about <laughs> what bullshit this what uh, like. I don't know. At one point, you were calling us out as a community. Like now, you guys are just trying to like now you're just trolling. Now yeah, you're just trying to piss us off. <laughs> yeah, like seriously though, like who the f is even doing some of this stuff? Like I don't understand. The the Cheez Its and the, like who's thinking to do these things? Cinnamon rolls and chili. Why are you eating them at the same time? These are two different courses of a meal. Like what? Not the gonna fuck? lie, that's pretty good, dude. I'm not saying it isn't, but who and why? You know, like how do you why? figure that out? I think that's what I'm saying. Like how <laughs> yeah. does how does one get in that scenario? You know, we're like, oh, you know, it could be really good creme brulee with fucking a poached egg. It's like, why are you even eating that at the same time? They're two different things. Anyway, I think like I've done that. Dude. It's like the Post. first dude to discover milk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a little sus, to go, like, suck in milk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I guess hmm. the cows were doing it. The calves were doing it, right? And they're like, hmm, I'm going to get in on that. <laughs> they're like, there Action. must be something in there that they're into. I guess some of that out. Do you think that first true. guy used his that's true. mouth or his hands, do you think? Mouth. Yeah. Mouth, 100%. But he told he people he used his it. hands. You just like, copied the calves, right? <laughs> like some guy went out and just totally sucked udder, and then he came back to the house and was like, "You guys, like I was out there tinkering with my hands, and man, you wouldn't believe it. This <laughs> tinkering. stuff." <laughs> tinkering the teat, dude. That's what it's all about. That's right. He's out there wrenching on some udders and just yeah. getting after it. Yeah. Speak about ratchets. Seriously. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all right. Well, Eli, do you have a favorite episode of the show that you that you can uh, recall? Okay, so uh, my favorite episodes, you know, the easy, easy one would be Shred Again, but I'm not going to go there. That's yeah. just more like a troll. Uh, my favorite episode, I would probably say, is the first one. Yeah. Just the, uh, the excitement of it. I remember it on my laptop on, like, a terrible desk with, like, you know, just my PlayStation headset and, like, being, like, super nervous. And probably sounding like shit, but it was the whole start of it, and you know, opened a lot, a lot of doors. Me learning the art and like drawing my own stuff and getting into that that side of the things was was fun. It opened it opened a lot of stuff for me. Yeah. And um, uh, besides that, all the guest ones were also my favorites. 
like mm. just talking to other people instead of listening to you same three <laughs> nerds over and over again so like, having, we, we had uh, your brother on for that first one too uh yeah speed, speed running through the holidays he was on mm-hmm. episode 22 like having daryl when when daryl started and having slugger on the surprise episode was pretty fun yeah and then uh the pat pat was the only guest that i was really ever around for that was through the uh the discord but yeah that and and of course my brother was was really fun those were fun mm-hmm Totally, yeah. First time Pat appeared, episode 24, Poppin' Pineapples, is uh, his first appearance there. Yeah, I totally agree. Those early episodes, man, it's funny even just to go look at the track list because we weren't really doing thumbnails. Like, I was just pulling random pictures off Google Images of trophies and putting them as, like, the thumbnail. And we we initially were doing it, like, just listing the games that we were talking about, right? So it's like... Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 3 and Bloodborne was episode 5. Episode 6 was Twin Twin Breaker, RE3, Bloodborne, Final Thoughts. Episode 7, Darksiders, Hellblade, and Control. You know, like, we were just kind of... And you see it then in episode 9, we start changing the titles to be a little more, like, just random. And Mm -hmm. the idea was, like, people will be like, what the hell is that? And then, like, kind of tune into it from there. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, then in episode 10, we started doing... You started doing thumbnails. The first thumbnail. First thumbnail was episode 10, What is a Tank Top? Where Life is Strange, Near Automata, and Resident Evil Five appear to be the the main topics of discussion. For uh for my favorite episodes, I actually I put the answer lower. Well, I got it confused, but I had two choices. Uh, my first choice was episode fourteen, Don't Boost with Strangers. I felt oh, like that was probably the first time where we had something in the show that we actually had a Discord community where that became like a little thing for a while where like people knew it and like people were saying it and people were like oh yeah you don't want to boost like it was like a thing you know it became like our first little like motto of our community and daryl was playing friday the 13th in that episode and so he was part of the show i was playing samurai jack for some reason battle through time and struggling my ass off through it finding it really tough because i was playing it brand new with no guide and just trying to try to figure it out as i went and that became that was like the era right then where Fall Guys came out too. Fall Guys started for us in episode 15. Sorry, Sensei. So Don't Boost with Strangers, Wait. I felt like, was a moment for us. Thir- 13. Oh, sorry. 13, 13, 13 is takes two yeah, to yeah, tango, tango and it's got a bunch of Fall Guys on there. Yeah, that is the Fall Guy era, though, is where it began. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. So for me, that was just a, a really, I don't know. That felt like I was like, okay, we're kind of doing something here. You know, like we have, there's like a, I don't know, there's people who listen to this and, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And the other mm-hmm. one that I said was episode 33, which was titled Infallible. And that comes to mind because this was sort of like <laughs> towards the end of the Fall Guys era where we were kind of all defeated by this one trophy, Infallible. And sort of, I think this is right around that time when it's like that boosting became available. You know what I mean? And we were like, oh my gosh, you can actually like can actually go and get this now <laughs> and uh so it, it came full circle we had like three or four episodes where we talked about fall guys a ton and then there was a gap for like 20 episodes or whatever to get to that infallible point and i just i really liked the discussion in that one because it was a very very much so a community episode how we talked about getting everyone in the rooms boosting it how this unobtainable trophy suddenly became obtainable for people how this plat we never thought we would get a bunch of us were getting and uh, so for me, that saga of like the Fall Guys saga was definitely one of the eras of the show that I enjoyed the most. So that was my answer to 
to the question, but I would love to hear from people who are listening. You know, I'm sure that you guys have favorite episodes too. So yeah, when you're, you know, leave it in the comments, let us know which are, which are the ones you did you find to be the best? What's your favorite eras, favorite episodes? Would love to hear. All right. I'm sorry. I got to add one more thing. Cause sure. I did have that. I have sticky notes here. I don't have access to the documents anymore. Oh fuck. That's right. So sorry. Uh, sorry I that. forgot that don't booze with strangers was definitely on my list. And then, uh, the Friday Night Magic one was actually yes. pretty cool because again, it was like something different, something unique to talk about. Yeah, and episode 63. that thumbnail is actually a picture of us. It is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, if you want to see what we look like, you know, that's a good one. That's a good one to check out yeah. for sure. I think that's our that's our first uh, face reveal. I think besides besides the emotes and stuff. I think the, it might be whatever they're called. Yeah, but. I think it might be. I think in, in, the in uh, obviously the guest episodes, I don't want to like, we had Pat on twice. We've had Kevin on, we had your brother on, you know, mm-hmm. those were all fantastic episodes too. And I really enjoyed chatting uh, with, with everyone about that. But uh, yeah, some of those old ones definitely have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I was looking at this, Eli, um, to, to your point about like the beginning when it was just you and I for the first couple episodes. It's really funny because episode four, we titled Catching Up on Backlogs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a thing forever. <laughs> of like, yeah. we've got too much shit to play. Can't catch up. Oh, amazing. Amazing. All right, guys. Good stuff. Thank you, King K69, for the question, sir. Much appreciated. Let's get to Maximum Carnage's question here. He starts off with a really cordial greetings, fuck faces. Hello. Did you do Darrow? Am I blanking? Did I? Oh, it was the first one. Yeah, yeah Daryl okay. went first, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I'm blanking. Yep. Good good catch, though. I mean, I don't want to miss, miss him, so keep me honest there. All right, Maximum Carnage says, Greetings, fuckfaces. Thank you. It is time to revisit the GOAT scenario from many moons ago. Thanos and his army are back. The endgame moment is repeating itself. The portals open and outsteps your army. The battle to save the video gaming universe begins again. As a reminder of the rule of the rules, excuse me, each game you've platinum enlists the main character from that title or series into your army. If you have multiple plats in a series, you enlist extra side characters. For example, when you have all three plats in Spyro in the Spyro trilogy, you have Spyro, Hunter, and Bianca. That's you, broken, dude. It is. You yourself take on the form of any custom made character you've made in a game. Thanos has the power stone, and the rest of the stones are scattered across the battlefield. I'm not expecting you to list every character in your army, but who would be your top five most valued recruits? His example, he would have Clive Rossfield from Final Fantasy 16, excuse me, lead my battalion of Final Fantasy characters because he is a born leader and can prime into Ifrit. This time, I would like you guys to actually rate each other's chances of success out of 10. A one being we are fucked, 10 is Thanos is getting dicked. Have fun with this one and have a shit day, XX. So I'm sure that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you, that um, you know we're gonna have some fun answers here. I think uh, one of the maybe confusing pieces, Slugger. Did you think you ha- your platinums had to be from this year? I thought they did. Yeah, Ooh, I did. Just my. 2023 plats. Okay, all right. They didn't have to, but that's fine. That's okay. That's um, hilarious. So I think the way that we're gonna do it because Eli only earned two trophies this year, so he three, has dude. Three. Sorry, three, three, three. Right. He has no. He has no Gosh. army is Eli is going to be the judge, and he's going to tell us whose army is going to be most successful or least successful. All right? Oh, I, I picked out my people. Oh, you can... All right, we'll give you a chance to... You know, all right, but you don't have any platinum, so you don't have an army. I don't know? have any new one. Yeah. Oh, that's old. true. You do have old ones, though, so you could do... 
Yeah, anyway, let's go to you first, Daryl, and see what you've got for this answer to Maximum's question. So I read this question as it, whatever game you platinum, you add that main character to your army, regardless of like the platinums you earned in 2023. That's correct. So, yep. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Uh, so, number one, obviously, we need a leader. We need someone to command our forces on the battlefield because there's going to be a lot of stuff going down. We all know what Thanos is capable of. As soon as he gets all those five stones together, so we're trying to avoid that from happening again. So we need a leader. And the most important thing about this leader is that he's going to be commanding like an army of people he has never met before. So that's the key thing behind my leader. I've chosen the leader for this reason. So I've chosen Star-Lord, Peter Quill from the Marvel's, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Is very capable of rallying a rag team of people who have never worked together. They all have differences. They cannot work well together. But I think in the time where it's necessary, he definitely steps up in that leadership role. You know, all these people are meeting for the very first time, especially my army that I've assembled. So I need someone who is capable of like pulling pulling them all in together when they're most needed and having them focus on the goal, which is defeating Thanos. And I mean Star Lord, calling you don't you haven't played this game yet, but Slugger knows what I'm talking about. He has his trusty cassette player. That thing is OP. <laughs> in times where the team may be a little bit too ahead of themselves or maybe they need a little morale boost. That cassette player just gives me what I need to where I can just give them words of encouragement to where they know what they need to do and focus on the goal at hand. So I have Star-Lord as my number one. Number two, I got Batman. So I platinum the Telltale Batman game that came out. So Batman was like my obvious number two. Just because he's very resourceful. The, the dude is a one-man army. So just to have him on my team, I know Batman is going to like do work on the battlefield. He's resourceful. He's a billionaire. So you know he has a lot of tools at his disposal. The man just is a wrecking ball. So Batman is my number two. I have the next number. The next person I wanted to recruit was someone who has like godly, godly skills. He's divine. He's got, you know, he's got a track record. The man's been through hell literally. So I have Kratos as my number three. He's a demigod. So we all know what Kratos is capable of. We played lots of God of War games. Kratos is just a force to be dealt with. The man just kills everything, man. You can't you can't mess with Kratos. The man refuses <laughs> to die. So to have him on the battlefield, you know, I am very, very happy to have him on my army because I know. When it comes down to it, I can definitely see Kratos going toe to toe with Thanos, and Thanos is gonna have a he's gonna a lot of he's gonna have a lot of work on his hands, you know. The, the Kratos don't play around. Uh, number four, number four might surprise some people, but I think she's gonna be a, a very valuable asset, and it's gonna be Maxine Caulfield from Life is Strange. So I don't expect her to put a lot of work in, you know, physically, but I expect her to work from behind the scenes. Um, she's going to be working from like a safe distance overseeing the battlefield, but she has the ability to rewind time. So she's got some, she's got some, um, 
some enchantress abilities. You know, she can play with time. So time's going to be really huge because she can affect events that are taking place as the battle goes on. So, like, the biggest thing we want to avoid is having Thanos forces find those stones. So if, you know, things are happening where the stones are being found, we haven't found any stones yet, she can just rewind time, pass that info along to the ground forces, and scoop those stones up. So we, we got we got to level the playing field a bit. So we got Maxine to handle time. Um, so that's that's my wild card. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, a, that's you know, a pretty cool choice, I must say. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Go ahead, Eli. Uh, that, yeah, I was thinking that was good, but the way you were wording all that, you know, the funny thing about, you know what the funny thing about time is? Hmm. What I call my cock. He's going to handle time. It's going to be huge. He's going to scoop up those stones. That's all I was hearing. <laughs> nice. All right, let's go. <laughs> that, that was not my intent, but you know, I can see how people might perceive that. Be a, little, a little dirty. Yep. Oh, but you gross, dude. Yeah, you know, she... <laughs> well, like it's gonna be huge, man. It's, it's gonna be wow. huge. It is gonna be huge. Field. You're right. You're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I could potentially save my army from getting decimated. So you know, I definitely want to keep all my key players alive. And, uh, you know, find those stones before Thanos gets his hand on it. And lastly, but not least, I got Jason Voorhees. So he's going to be the Hulk of my army. You know, I need someone who basically has no soul. The man just, he's a killing machine. So he's going to go out there and kill things. And he's just going to have, you know, he's just going to be a force out there, you know. So I need him to be out there just killing things, make way for my armies to move up, and just go out there and kill, man. Because that's what Jason Voorhees does. He just kills. So <laughs> that's my army of five. Um, I was a little bit afraid because I only have 81 Platinums, and a lot of them don't have, um, you know, characters. Rocket League, I'm, de- I'm talking about you. Yeah, what what is that? I mean, that what is that car gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Eli will will be. (laughs) Eli will probably say something towards like, yeah, you know, that car is actually my number one. Yeah, yeah, I I could definitely see Eli saying that. Yeah, but I I think I've assembled a a pretty cool army to uh, take on Thanos. So pretty cool, man. Uh, I think that's uh, Thanos is gonna have a, a a tough time with this squad for sure. Good choices. The Maxine Caulfield one, especially. I like it. You're thinking outside the box here. Quite good. Slugger, yeah, let's go to I'd you. Be smart, dude. Yeah, you got to be smart with it. You got to be smart with it. Uh, Slugger, let's go to you. What do you have? Well, I handicapped the shit out of myself because I thought it was uh, Platinums we earned this year for some reason. Reading comprehension. That's okay. And, I mean, uh, you still got some good choices. So, yeah, I, I think realistically... If I went through my 359 plots, I would end up okay. But I'm going to roll with what I got because I, I had to put some creative juices to this. And I like I like my results uh, based off the 50-something plots I got this year. So where I felt like I handicapped myself was, like I said, I played a lot of indie games. Um, a big batch of these indie games were like walking simulators, journey-type games. Um, like Omno is what I would consider like the journey type game. 
a lot of like first person horror survival uh type games uh like phobia visage sound shapes uh, we're not sound shapes what's the other one in sound shape in sound mine or something yeah or in, in sound mine yeah so a lot i had a lot of games like that and i'm like all right you kind of like play as these ethan-esque characters from resident evil where it's like they don't really do much other than you're walking around yeah you fight some monsters maybe but most of the time you're hiding and sleuthing so on that note i had to get creative um so here's what I got. Number one, I recently platinumed Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remake. So I got Captain Price as my like tactical leader. He's my Captain America type dude. I don't expect him to do much in the actual fight with Thanos and his army, other than being the dude who's like kind of maybe on the front lines, but maybe not. But he's more like coming up with the plan and going, hey, so-and-so, you go here, you go there here's how we're going to win this fight. So price as my, as my leader. Um, th- this was my favorite one. Um, Juan from Guacamelee <laughs> 2. Um, I didn't write his last name down, but the main character from the Guacamelee series in Guacamelee 2, he is set out or he sets out and is on a journey to save the Mexiverse. The best part about that game is there's tons of... Re- he legitimately goes through multiple universes. It reminds me at times of uh, like the Spider-Verse series with Miles Morales where, you know, they really get to get creative and play around with like other franchises and series. And um, so there's a lot of callbacks to other like games in there. Um, so Juan from Guacamelee, he's already saved the Mexiverse once. Now it's time to save whatever universe this is. The gaming verse. <laughs> the trophy talk verse. Yeah, the, the trophy, trophy talk verse. Yes. The TT verse. <laughs> yeah. Number three, Kiryu from the Like a Dragon series. That should be enough said, but this dude. I have dude, no idea who that is. Yeah, that's where I'm going to get screwed if you're the judge. This dude does not go down. He is on game numbers, I don't know, seven, eight. Uh, if you include the side games. Yes, he's and... the guy who leads the karaoke and the dance or something. Or... Yeah, dude, he's got dancing skills. He's got karaoke skills. He's got All fighting right. skills. He knows how to gamble. All um, right. Yep. No, he's he's my fighter. If you give him a bicycle, he will just drop <laughs> yeah. Thanos and smash Thanos into oblivion. And I thought... Only if, if he, he has an energy a... drink first from the shop. Yeah, we you need know. some energy, <laughs> energy drinks. We need some bicycles. Um, if we don't have those, we just got to punch Thanos a little bit, build up our heat bar, and then Kiryu's going to smash triangle and do a heat action where he's probably going to pick Thanos up, slam him in the ground, like suplex him, and then stomp his teeth out. And it's going to be great. Um, yeah. Think about that. I'm going to do my, I'm going to go out of order here a little bit, do all my fighters and I'll drop my support character. So Juan, Kiryu, fighters. My fighter, number three, Knack. Enough said. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Small, big. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, what so, form of Knack? So Knack 2, um, I got the Platinum this year. And I'm like, I got to go with Knack. I know this, this game gets memed on all the time, but he's essentially like Ant-Man, but better. He's a little, a little dude made out of these relics, but his relic power allows him to like absorb materials around him and he can go like 
super, super huge, or he can shrink. He can take on like, really, he takes on his surrounding environment. So he can turn into ice, metal, fire. He can go invisible with the right material, like if he has glass around him. Um, and you got so, two of them, right? Is I that how this works? I platinum knack one and two. So <laughs> with the rule, I I thought it was just this year, but if we take that into account, yeah, I should have like a double knack here. <laughs> double knack. Double knack. Um, double knack. So I like him as a character for this battle because he can adapt to whatever Thanos throws at us. And, uh, you know, if Thanos goes big, he can go big. If, you know, if we're fighting smaller guys, he can shrink down and uh, fight that way. So, he, yeah, going for the adaptation there. And last but not least, I feel like I need some type of support character. This is where I liked my creativity. Um, I'm going to go with Bluey from the Bluey game. Oh, my God. What's Bluey game? Yeah. You from the Bluey TV show. The Bluey TV show. Is that like Blue's Clues? Yeah, you, sort of. Okay. I mean, it's a kid show. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a kid show. What better, he says? <laughs> Hold it's, up. It's not better. I don't know if you're going to well, Colin, what are you, why are you watching it, Colin, first of all? Because uh, our good friends have babies, and so like, uh-huh, when we sure. go over to their house, they'll, be, they'll put it on you know, and be uh-huh. like, this will, this will have this on for Mia, the two-year-old, and we'll just be having like pizza and a beer or something. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So Bluey, two dogs. They're dogs in these shows. There's Bluey and Bingo. Bluey is the mm-hmm. main character. So I'm going with Bluey herself, the older sister. Um, only the dad's... If we, if we got dad or mom listeners out there, they're the only people that are going to get this. But these kids got every like magical power in the book, all thanks to their imagination. There's episodes of the show where they're using the magic xylophone, and the magic xylophone can freeze all the family in place. So we got freezing power. Um, they got magic asparagus in one episode that's used awesome. like a wand, and the magic asparagus can uh, turn make the other characters think they're an animal. So at one point in time, like, the dad turns into like a slug and he's just immobile. So there's a whole bunch of different things like this. They're going to come in as a support role with the power of imagination. Sounds and, uh, a little OP. <laughs> Sounds a little broken, to be honest. It's whatever you can dream of. Yeah, can you just imagine <laughs> yeah. that uh, uh, <laughs> Thanos is gone? Just like fucking uh, Green Lantern. My weapon is my imagination. What? <laughs> Deleted. What a lame-ass superhero Green Lantern is, dude. Jesus Christ. All right. <clears throat> is that what he is? He's a power of imagination? Well, his ring is like just, oh, you just, whatever you can think of, that's what the what that's what you fight with. It's like, oh, oh really? my God, dude. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my five. Okay. I, uh, I, I dish my time over to you. I like your bluey choice, though. It's kind of an OP hidden strat. Australian it, cartoon dog would be so OP. But, yeah, it's know? also uh, the idea of a support character is cool. I like that's that. It's not even support. That's just the that's the team. That is the team. Can he just imagine that I've I have just any got, other character I've just got ever? Bluey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about jeez, man. This guy's got hacks. Oh God. All right. Well, so Eli, do you have a list you want to go off, or do you want Good me luck, to go and Colin. then and then? Uh, all right, I'm, I'll go and then you rate us, okay? Okay. Yeah. So here's what I got. My first choice is Commander Shepard from my Platinum of Mass Effect One. He is going to be leading the forces overall, but he's a sky-based slash space commander. So he's going to be kind of from afar, the tactical overlord of the situation. I understand he probably gets a little bit more of that experience in Mass Effect 2 and 3, which I haven't played, but Mass Effect 1 will do. So I have Commander Shepard as my sort of like head of the team. 
right? Then for my ground forces, I'm really excited. They're going to be led by the Doom Slayer from my Platinums in Doom 64 and Doom 2016. Oh. Supporting... Was good. What's up? Was that this year? No, I didn't. No, none of these. And so only Slugger capped himself with this year's okay. plats. Slugger, yeah. okay. Got yeah, it. yeah. Um, so Doom Slayer is going to be the win. leader. He's probably still going to win. And then uh, <laughs> supporting the ground forces, though, dealing with Thanos' minions, I've got a lot of other people supporting the Doom Slayer, including a many main characters from Call of Duty campaigns, such as Price, who's listed in Slugger's top five. I've also got other ones whose names I can't remember because it doesn't matter. But quite a few Call of Duty Platinum, so I'll have some good you know, strategic army guys down there being supported by the Resident Evil main characters of Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield. You got Rebecca Chambers as the medic down there for the ground forces. So I think that, that's going to be great. That's kind of on the ground shit. Team one. Team two slash, or I guess three through five, is really the team that is going to be trying to fight Thanos directly while the others are buying them time. So the third person I have is Clive Rossfield, right? Mentioned from Final Fantasy sixteen. He can absorb the ether and the basically all the powers of anyone that he is fighting, I'm thinking. So maybe he gets some of that shit from Thanos, some of the powers of the Infinity Stones just from their proximity. And he can also turn into this behemoth-like creature and go Super Saiyan God mode, so to speak. So he's going to be like the main guy who's going to be fighting Thanos. But alongside him, my number four is Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Going to be swinging in there. He's the only one who's actually fought Thanos canonically, obviously, in the Avengers. So he's going to be of great help. He has got great mm. agility, super speed, super strength. And he's going to also have some support from Miles Morales since I have three Platinums in that franchise. So I can pick him, right? So Miles is going to get thrown in there, too. Maybe I'll even pick... Oh, I almost spoiled Spider-Man, too. Uh, Miles is going to be in there, too. Uh, anyway, then we're going to have... <laughs> as uh, the last main character I'm going to pick is Kratos from God of War. I have Platinums in God of War 1, 2, 3, Chains of Olympus, and Ragnarok, so I get some side characters here, too. I'm going to throw in Atreus slash Loki. I'm going to throw in Zeus. I'm going to throw in Gaia. So I've got some Greek god pantheon supporting Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Final Fantasy's ultra hero in Clive Rossfield. They are going to be actually engaging with Thanos while Commander Shepard and the Doom Slayer slash Call of Duty and Resident Evil forces deal with the periphery battles that are going on. So that's my team right there. Boom. Okay, Eli. So how did we do? One well, to ten. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Slugger's kind of got kind of got it written in stone here, written in an imagination, really. Oh, my God. Uh, I do like Daryl's. I don't know. I like the Maxine rewind Caulfield. time, though. Mm -hmm. Like, but I guess you can just imagine that you have Maxine Clawfield. And <laughs> there it is. I can just imagine so, that we're. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say and Colin's got Spider Man, which I thought was trash, but okay. I'm not very familiar with any of these movies either, so I'm also not the best. Another reason why I'm not the best to rate this, <laughs> but knowing that Spider Man has already fought him, I don't know what happens in that if he wins or loses or what, but well, he's already got some experience, so that's pretty <laughs> OP too. Mm -hmm. And with your amount of Kratos plats that you get. Atreus and Zeus and all that stuff. That's pretty OP too. Yeah. Um, so is your. I, I, I'm assuming these Final Fantasy guys are pretty OP. I also have to assume They're that Kiryu uh, Kiryu is also Kiryu is pretty pretty, pretty OP. OP. Yep. Yep. Um, He's like a Doom do, Slayer kind of equivalent. Kiryu. Oh, okay. Yeah. You sound like a Kratos guy. You smashing triangle. 
Yeah, you're just like, you just what they call it these you days. Just, you just fucking shit up, you know? Yeah. And I also like the uh Bat I felt like Batman was better choice than Spider Man, but no, I think just, ba- yeah, Batman is different good. universes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you could just pay him off or something, right? Yeah, that's true. Batman, like a billionaire. <laughs> He's like, would you be interested in some stock in uh, Wayne, mm-hmm. Indus- Wayne Industries? Exactly. <laughs> Thanos, and then we can just call it a day. <laughs> call it a day, brother. Yeah. Kick back, have a cigar. Yeah. Whatever they do, whatever people do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also like the idea of like Jason Voorhees just like walking up to him very slowly because <laughs> you know that guy just doesn't die. And if right? it doesn't work, he just rewinds time, walks up slowly, right. walks up slowly again. Just, yep. How many how many times can this guy snap without getting sore? Really, I know. You know what I'm saying? For real, he's gonna have to take a break at some point. He's gonna be doing the the revel emote from Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that one. I don't know if I do. Is <laughs> that snapping the one? a bunch no. of times over their head? Is that the one with the Dua Lipa Dua Lipa dance? <laughs> That's the only one I know. Kinda. Hmm. Okay. So, all oh, right. This is a scale one to ten. Not who's actually gonna win. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, well. Slugger's at a 10 out of 10 there. Wow, wow. so he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, imagination is, Let's you fucking know, go, boy. That's because that's of meta. Bluey, dude? Because of Bluey. <laughs> I also want to know how many people pick up the Bluey game after this. I'd the, recommend. The Doom Slayer is going to just rip that dog's head off. Have you seen what Kratos does Ooh. to werewolves? Dude, yeah, Blue, he, Bluey is going to just, gonna just rip his... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just from, you just imagine... Imagination. Yo, yeah, and like Blue, it's over if, before it starts, really. If he's got the magic xylophone, dude, he's just gonna ding that shit. Oh my Kratos god, is frozen. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All right. Yeah, it's really over before it starts. Okay. In, in Slugger's case, that's why it's so OP. Yeah. It's yeah, unmatched. All right, so he's a ten out of ten. What about Daryl and I? Uh, yeah, you got a lot of like human people running around, Colin. You're not looking so hot. What are you talking honest. about? Just for the ground forces, bro. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got, you got, I don't know. I didn't see this movie with Spider-Man, but what else does Thanos do besides snap? Well, he fights. He's a big old fucker, dude. He's got he's he's, a big old, he's, he's, he's got the powers. Of, it depends at what point we're fighting him in terms of the gauntlet's yeah. completion, because he'll have the powers of each infinity stone that he wields in the gauntlet. What so, does each stone do? Oh, we, we're getting into the weeds here, dude. But let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go there's with that part. Too much to go over. Th- yeah, there's a lot. Okay. You should just fucking watch the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Hmm. This is kind of tough. I'm gonna go. Sluggers. Sluggers. The. If Sluggers a ten. Top tier. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Thanos is getting dick for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. From Bluey. So, and then I would say Colin's <laughs> getting dicked by Thanos, just because I want to say that. So I'm a one. Uh, I'm a so one. Well. I just want to, you know, in my multiverse, that's what happens. Kratos oh, is literally <laughs> going to fuck up all of these people, except for Bluey. All right. Yeah. Colin's definitely a little higher on the scale. He's at. Give me a five, bro. Five or six, just because you have all those extra Damn. Kratos. You have you have Zeus and stuff, and you have all those extra characters. And this Final Fantasy guy is probably pretty OP, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, he's OP. Primed as if it is, but that sounds like special. Yeah, he gets pre- he's pretty special, dude. He kills a god. Um, so, yeah. So I give you five or six. No, okay. Let's go. I'll take five. We'll take it. Well, what's the middle of the scale? If getting dicked and then giving dick, I think what's it, I, in I between? Think like a blowjob or a, a five is like a I would consider a five like a fighting chance. Like it could happen. 
but but you might also get destroyed. You know. All right, you're seven. Okay. Daryl's a five. Ooh. Ooh, wait, he's got the time. He's got the time. About that. I feel like you should swap it. Daryl should right, be seven. Yeah. I should be five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daryl's seven, you're five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Fucking Bluey, I'm going to go buy that game right now. Hold on a second. Yeah. It's a I, glitchy I, fucking mess. Don't do it. I can't wait to play King of the Toilet. games again. Can't wait to play King of the Toilet. Recommending Bluey. <laughs> All right. This would be so good for the next question. Oh my god! All right. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Maximum. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Let us know, Max, who you think had the better army. Obviously, it's Bluey, but let us know who you think it is. Okay. Appreciate it very much. I have a question about mine now. Yeah. What do you have? I always look for loopholes, right? Of course. I'm doing. I got Operation Tango, right? So no do fucking I get... way! Are you gonna get <laughs> more points for that? Game. You're it's giving a me game. a five for so... fucking Doom Slayer. I'm not giving you all ten because he's got uh, well, Sonya Tango from Operation I have, Tango. I would have a Loadmaster. That's true. That's true. But so, like, he doesn't I get even know what the... as my extra character because we I played it with him and we were the characters. He doesn't even know what those tall tower red light things are called, dude. You're gonna have the Loadmaster. Yeah, he brings yeah. up a good point. Mm. But if we're talking about a scale of getting dicked by Thanos and dicking Thanos. We're gonna have the loadmaster. Yeah, I mean it's pretty, it's pretty much a wrap at that point. I mean, it's also like if we're playing true to the question, you get characters based on the platinums in your collection, and Slugger has by far the most platinums, so he has the biggest army in general. Right. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. On top of all that, right? Yeah. So th- this is just our top five, you know, in the army, but there's mm-hmm. all the other ones as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I see. I know. I know. Well, what'd you have for yours then? What'd you have for your answers? Operation well, Tango? That was a, a debate. <laughs> and then also like Diablo. Would I, I, Diablo is the main character, right? Do I get Diablo? I, uh, yeah, I think you would. And then you also get like your custom character. Because you yeah, get that, to play as a custom that would character be, from someone. I would be playing as my custom character in Diablo. Okay. I would have Diablo in my army. Kratos, of course. Doom. Doom, Doom guy. And yep. I'd have an extra character from there, which I don't know who even is important, but the the commander, whatever the hell. You well, guys di- all have a, a guy who leads the army. So there's, that. there's different Doom Slayers, so you could just pick a pick a different one. Because technically the one in Doom 2016 is the one from Doom 64. So they're the same guy. Okay, well, two of them. Yep. I got two of them then. Yep. So Kratos, Doom guy, uh, Diablo, who I'm switching out for Ratchet. And then probably Middle-Earth. So I would get the main character. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't even know who the char- main character of those were. But that guy, and then I would also get like the Sauron, right? The big bad boss. Oh so yeah, because you have of both them. of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then probably Duke Nukem. That would round out my five. Oh, dude! It's I also have the Duke. Yeah, dude. About a, just a bunch of badass dudes, really. You'd also have Jesse Jesse Faden from Control. She can like do shit with her mind. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Well, she can. That's yeah, for sure. that's right. You know what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm Maximum, fucked. let us know. <laughs> maximum, let us know who whose army you think has got it. Okay, because I'm very curious now. Fucking bluey, dude. Thank you for writing in. Appreciate it. Well, dude, if I follow the rules, let's be real. If I follow the rules, I got like 350 something. Mm-hmm. guys at my disposal and you're still gonna pause. pay bluey uh, you know? <laughs> pause. pause yeah <laughs> <laughs> i follow the rules i've got 
<laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to Portland Kevin's question here. He says, congrats on the centennial episode. Fun fact, if the show were a U.S. television show, it would now be eligible to be sold for syndication. Fantastic. Let's what are you... this shit. Let's do what it. What does syndication mean? That's like when uh, you get reruns and you make royalties from the reruns, like Seinfeld oh, and Friends that are just... yeah, dude. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's syndicate them. Let's do it. Fucking <laughs> time to wrap it up and retire. All right. <laughs> That's right, boys. Wrap it. Oh, wait, I did that. What are your hopes and dreams for future episodes of the show? Are there any new or recurring segments or new recurring segments or ongoing projects like the race that you would like to start up? Okay, Daryl, let's go to you first. What do you have for this one? Uh, so hopes and dreams for future episodes of the show. <clears throat> so Colin, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit the other day. So I was so I, I straight up asked Colin, is there anything you would like me to focus on? That we need a little bit more uh, focus in just to kind of help out, you know, the team a bit more. So Colin suggested, you know, if I was interested in doing more of the editing stuff, because at the moment, Colin is the one who's doing all the editing for the episodes. He's doing all of that pretty much since day one. And like Colin talked about earlier, his computer is like taking a huge shit on him. So, you know, it'd be nice for, you know, to have a, a little bit of backup. So Some redundancy. Uh, hoping, yeah. yeah. You know, so hopefully in the future, you know, I can be also like kind of help out in that area to just kind of edit shows, have a little fun with that. Because right now, you know, Colin's the only one editing. So it would be cool to kind of take, take on some of that work and uh, get a little bit familiar with it. And it's fun, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it, pretty it, good time. It does so fun. It does sound like a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I can tell you you enjoy it at times and then especially now that you're kind of putting up those little little tidbits on the Patreon. Yeah, the like clips are fun. Little previews to the episodes. So I I, I could tell you're having a lot of fun with that. So something I would like to take on, you know, hopefully sometime soon. And uh so like, you know, the race that Kevin mentioned. So just the other day, I haven't really thought too deep into it but i have kind of threw some ideas on paper just to kind of see what sticks and you know the game is something that a lot of people have been talking about and something that we wanted to like kind of come back and kind of explore and make it a little bit more interesting this time around so just kind of worked on it a bit more through my thoughts on paper kind of slept on it a bit because dude the two hours I spent on it, it was driving me mad. It's like, <laughs> this is getting out of control. I have so many ideas on paper, but there's no way for me to kind of mesh it all into one that's like cohesive and makes sense. And, you know, how is it going to be received by the community? It's still too early to tell, but yeah, you know, just something I'm working on. Yep. Not not official. Looking at what Slugger has, his his sounds pretty cool as well. So there's a lot of ideas being thrown around about the game itself, but it's definitely one that we are taking to heart because we know a lot of people did enjoy the game last time around. So we definitely want to make sure that when we lock in this game that we're all on the same page. And most importantly, it's something fun for the community as a whole. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we've done basically two years of racing now. And of course, like if you're newer to the show and you don't know this, you know, really the whole genesis of the show started with a trophy hunting race. 
at our work with myself, Eli, Daryl, and a couple other coworkers. So that was like really what kind of kickstarted the whole thing in all honesty. So in some sense, the show wouldn't be here without trophy hunting racing. So pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Let's see. And the editing, you know, I think that's a great call out. Not Again, it's not to replace or give someone else the work, but the thinking when we talked about it was just like, well, what happens if someone's on vacation and we don't have the option of pre-recording? Or what happens if someone's computer just dies out of nowhere? You know, like, what are we supposed to do? And so just having someone else who at least knows like the fundamentals and the basics of doing the editing and just like what the process is will just help us in case something comes up along the way. So I think that'll be good, you know, and it's not it's not too difficult. It's just time consuming. And so you just really got to get into the the idea of of it. And I think you'll have a good time with it. And and, you know, just one more thing as well. So, Colin, you have been here for like pretty much every episode. I think so. Yeah. And- and you know you're you're coming up on vacation pretty soon. So like the other day, I asked you, "Are you going to be here for that episode?" Mm-hmm. And one of the dreams and hopes I have is like for you to like take a break once in a while and kind of let Slugger <laughs> and I run things. Yeah, it'd be once, funny as hell to listen know? to a show that I'm not on for the trophy talk. That'd be cool. Yeah, so we've never done an episode together. So you know that's one of the one of the hopes I have for us. You know, just kind of take a seat back, let us kind of you know see how things go and uh, we'll see how it goes you know absolutely for sure i like those answers man and uh, i totally agree with you so good choices there slugger what about you what do you have for uh, ideas hopes and dreams for the show it it's weird talking about this live on the show but i like the transparency with the community um because i feel like all three of us and even when eli was you know still involved like I know I would like ping ideas off you guys because I ran the race before Eli Mm -hmm. stepped back. So it's kind of cool to give the community a peek behind the curtain. I know I personally have like, I have a ton of ideas that I want to do, but part of the challenge was like, where do we want to put our focus? What do we think is going to be most successful? Do we just, do we just run with an idea? And if it doesn't work, squash it. If it does work, keep it. It like the challenge is, I know Colin has his ideas. Daryl has his ideas. I have my ideas. It's it's figuring out what one to push and implement. And that's um, kind of the, I don't want to call it a struggle, but it's, that's where the discussion lies. I know for me, like I have, I have lots of, so like my favorite episodes, I think are the guest episodes. Like one, before I dive into that, every episode is a great episode. Um, I love, especially hosting now. I almost answered the first question with like, oh, my favorite episode was the first one I was on because I I go from like being a listener and really enjoying this podcast and now I get to be a part of it in a much more intimate way or like leading it. Mm-hmm. Not leading it, but you you know what I mean. And it's just really cool, but that felt too cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so yeah, being a part of it now, if I had to pick like what I want to continue more, I think Daryl alluded to it and Eli did as well as like, I think guest episodes are a blast. I love hearing new perspectives of trophy hunting. I love diving into what other people are playing, especially our community members. I think some of my favorite moments that I've been a host and even as a listener are stuff that like Pat's involved in Max, uh, Portland, Kevin Skrillis was on for a bit. Like anyone to offer some outside perspective or just a different view fo- viewpoint. I think it's a fun little like, I don't know, just like a nice little bonus or change for the community. And it doesn't have to happen all the time. We don't need a guest the entire time. But a couple but times I, a year, it's like it's fun to do. 
Yeah, I always think it's it's a good mix-up. Since my forte, since being on the show, has been kind of leading the race, or I guess even before the show, I have a lot of ideas here. It's just a matter of, like I said before, picking what one we want to implement. I know some some of my personal ideas uh, would be a less competitive, more community-focused race where it turns into a raffle sort of scenario. Um, so part of my idea would be like, hey, over the next six months, our goal as a community is to earn 500 Platinums. And every, we'll say every 10 Platinums you earn in this race, or not race, but you know, every 10 Platinums you earn towards this goal as a member, you'll get one raffle ticket. And then we can raffle away prizes. We can raffle away whether that's PSN cards. Yeah, physical games. Yeah, physical games, a controller, mixing up the prizes because lately we've only done PSN prizes. I think it might be cool to like say, hey, we're going to offer like a new controller or we're going to offer. Yeah, that'd be cool. Some plates uh, for the PlayStation, like some new, you know. Yeah, some plates or a 3D printed platinum trophy, like just some different yeah. a variety of prizes. So. That's one idea I've had. I know me, Colin, and Daryl have kind of talked about like bingo quite a bit, where every member gets their own bingo card, and we kind of do the same thing. Where it's like, I don't know how to describe this on a podcast, but each bingo square would be like maybe a genre of game or right. a difficulty. So maybe across one line, you would have like platinum in RPG, platinum a four out of ten difficulty game, platinum a racing game, and like you would have to get the five and figure out which which five worked the best on your bingo card. So it's kind of like a race, but not as crazy. And we could do smaller prizes and say, hey, the first five people to submit you know, a bingo are going to get a prize. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of getting more of the community involved than just like this super competitive race. Yeah, um, I think so too. I agree. Because you get those folks that are really impressively just kicking ass <laughs> you know where it's like they're they're clearly yeah. like for whatever reason they, they, either they have their life is in such a state that they have more time than other people during that time period or they're just like are more hardcore in in terms of like the day-to-day gaming time and stuff so it's like and that's cool and we want to reward that because that does take time and effort but it is you know a little bit tough for some people who get an hour and a half a day to game to compete with that you know and so yeah what what can we do to sort of make something that's engaging and enjoyable for all members of the community. That's, that's the key. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I've been leaning. I think the race has been great. I think we've been learning a lot from it, but I think we can definitely yeah, um, explore more with competition opportunities. And then last but not least, I kind of went out of order here. This should have went into like show ideas. I've seen a lot of other trophy focus, like YouTube channels and podcasts do this, but I like the idea of like, reviewing community member profiles and i don't think we would do it every episode but i think it'd be cool like maybe once a quarter once every couple months we pick a patreon member and we do like a deep dive into their trophy list like oh check it out this dude's got like every souls like game platinum imaginable and like kind of see what we can tell don't make me downvote the reddit again dude (laughs) (laughs) we've done it a few times uh I think it was Slim, was it Slim Santa? Yeah, Slim Santa. Who had all the rhythm games, and then we got guys like Emerson, Emerson, who do like every Pac-Man game imaginable. I think it'd be cool to do like a a really big deep dive into people's profiles and kind of like, kind of gauge what we can, or 
kind of gauge what their gaming habits are, what genres they like, and kind of like give a review on their their profile and their gaming history. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, there's like that new, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm all for trying to get more community members involved. And it kind of speaks to your guest uh, suggestion a bit as well. There's a bit of that that we did this year where we actually, you've only heard one of them now so far, but we recorded two spoiler casts with community members on different big games for the year. And I think that that's a cool thing to try to do, to pull in people who are experts in a particular game or a particular genre or, you know, where it makes sense. And the, the, what you reminded me of there is like, there's that Pac-Man Battle Royale game coming out, right? Could be interesting to hear from Emerson on that game. You know, a new Pac-Man game doesn't come around too often. So getting to like talk to him about that franchise, why he's so into that, you know, what kind of started that whole thing, you know, things like that, like just to kind of hear more from the people in the community, I think is a really fun idea. I like that, you know, obviously we're all talking about the race or the competition. There's going to be some iteration of that that comes up. We just haven't nailed that down. And we've, I think, outlined what the complexity is there and trying to pick the right path moving forward. But the photo contest idea that Maximum threw out, I think is a really great one because especially for Sony first party games and second party games, these like bigger releases tend to have photo modes and tend to photograph very well. So it's like, hey, if there's like three or four games a year that are really stunning and beautiful and brand new AAA games and we just want to have like photo contests for each of them, that's kind of a fun, easy way to get involved and, and do something fun. So yeah, I don't know. Things like that are really interesting to me. Um, of course, having the Platinum supporters back on the show. So if you support the show at the Platinum level, you get to guest on episodes of the show. We've had Pat on twice. We've had Kevin on once. I'm going to you know try to arrange to have them both on again in 2024. And I think that that is a fun way to kind of check in with those people as well. Um, and just more other types of guests. I'm, I got to be really careful here in what I say, but I had some success with sort of like a cold call the other month of just reaching out to someone and being like, hey, you have any interest on being on the show? And I think that it worked out surprisingly well. I'm not going to say anything more than that that's coming in the new year. Uh, it's someone not in the community. I guess I can say that but someone that I'm really excited to talk to. And, you know, maybe there's room for more of that. You know, I think we tried that a little peek behind the curtain. We tried that a couple of years ago with PS5 trophies and it did not pan out. <laughs> we, we did not hear back from him and did not uh, get him on the show. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we've been around long enough now and we've kind of proven that, you know, we're consistent and we, we put good work out that it's like, you know, yeah, it's worth reaching out to some of these people. The worst case scenario is no. You know, so I, I'm more curious in trying things like that. And one of the other things we've talked about behind the scenes a lot that I think I'm not making any promises. I'm just saying I think this would be cool is a shared Twitch channel uh, where I meant to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Where Speaking it's like episode one. Yeah, we've been seriously we've been talking about this forever. And I just think <laughs> it's a cool idea. You know, I mean, not all of us have great streaming setups, but if each of us just streamed one evening a week for like two hours, it's like enough uh, and it would provide a new way of sort of like engaging with the community and people could kind of see the gameplay that goes into the trophy hunting. And I don't know. I just think it could be pretty interesting. Those are some ideas that that came to mind for me. You're going to hear that other spoiler cast slash community member that we had on for an episode. You're going to hear that relatively soon. And hopefully you enjoyed the Assassin's Creed Mirage one with Gary. I don't, it doesn't, based on traffic, doesn't look like it got as many listens, which makes sense because it's a spoiler cast. But 
I really enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. So if you if you listen to it and you enjoyed it, make sure you you tell Gary first and foremost that uh, that he did a good job. He had never done any podcasting before, and I thought he really held his own in that discussion. So that was a good time. But yeah, that's what I got. Eli, anything to add there? I know it's obviously you're, you're a little more removed now, but how yeah. how, does, how do those things strike you? You say from the outside, being on the outside and the inside. I like this. I like the photo mode thing. That sounds cool. And yeah. even maybe more general ones. Like, like I like the big game idea when something comes out. Uh, but then even something more general, like maybe like a comic relief photo contest or something like that. Yeah. Where That's you true. do something, you know, you get funny pictures, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then the deep dive on list is pretty cool. I, my one suggestion would be like a, maybe like a Patreon thing or something you sign up for, you know, in case you get absolutely roasted. Yeah, you got to opt in. Or something. Like you got to opt into that. Dude, my, <laughs> what? my list is uh, pristine, bro. What are you wait, talking about? Uh, just don't well, scroll, you know just don't scroll yeah. more than 50% of the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in case. Or maybe yeah. even have something like that. It's like sign up to get your list roasted. Yeah. Maybe a dual, <laughs> sign up dual to set. Get... You want to get roasted or you want to... You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, the group race too sounds really cool. Like, I think you were saying you do like a group list or a group race for like 500 platinums or whatever. Yep. And then you get a, you know, each platinum is like a ticket into a raffle or something, which like makes it more like everybody can try to win. Like, yeah, like as a, as a whole, we're pushing towards... Yeah, and then things. everyone gets a shot at like a roll, basically, which is cool. Yeah, but I was thinking you should add like a percentage to make it a little more maybe engaging, and people have to communicate a little more. And to where you you need to be under a certain percentage when you hit the five hundred, so you all can't just do the five minute plats that are hundred percent. Oh, we take like the average of the plats. Like it's got to be something. yeah, yeah, it's got to be under twenty five percent average or something, or fifty percent. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's got to be under 50% on PSN profiles, which rules out all yeah. Sony first-party games. This fucking guy. Um, yeah, no, those I think, are my, I think Those cool. are my thoughts. Nice, man. Very cool. All right, well, Kevin, thank you very much for the question, sir, and for the support. I'm going to be on the PlayStation Plus Games Club. If you have not listened to that podcast, that is Kevin's podcast where he reviews one game from the PlayStation Plus Extra tier a month with a with a friend. I'm going to be on uh, the episode where we talk about Shadow of the Colossus with him in the new year. So I'm looking forward to that. And you can find me over there. All right. Last Patreon question comes to us from the Sly G. Cooper. Fun fact about the Sly G. Cooper. He was the first person to reach out to Eli and I after we published episode like two of the show, I think. Maybe it was episode three. I I don't think we got anything on episode one, but but on episode two, he sent us a PlayStation message and was like, hey, you you know, go ahead. Did we post it to Reddit or something? We did post it to Reddit. That's how he found it. And that's where he saw it, right? Yeah, he he saw it there. The whole internet. (laughs) He saw it there, and he messaged us on the PlayStation app to try to boost Uh, Battlefield 1 together. And then that's when we were like, dude, this guy lives like 30 minutes from us. How is this even? That's crazy. It's still one of the craziest things I thought about this. Like the whole post on Reddit, the entire world sees that. Yeah. And we find a guy who lives 15 minutes from us, 30 mm-hmm. minutes from us max. I know. Wild, dude. I know. Absolutely wild. Really crazy. So the Sly G Cooper, 
you know, thank you again for all the years of uh, camaraderie and support. Banana. Yeah, the invisible banana. Many the names for this guy. Invisible banana. <laughs> yeah. He's so invisible, he turned into a Sludgy Cooper. If you've, uh, <laughs> if you have been around in the community for a while, there's some sagas with with Sludgy Cooper and Gary that you've been involved in and aware of. Guy's a legend. All right. Anyway, so he says, looking back on a hundred episodes, what are some of your favorite moments and questions from the show that you can remember? So, it's a little bit more. It's similar to the favorite episodes question from earlier, but just diving a little bit deeper in. So, Daryl, what do you got for this one? I got a couple answers to this question, and they are, like, by far my favorite moments. I really wanted to go back and listen to all of them, but what I ended up doing was, like, I, I just downloaded, like, five episodes on Spotify and just, like, tuned into them every time I was driving mm -hmm. in to work. So... These were the ones I downloaded, and I had some pretty cool moments to share with the uh, with the listeners about a couple of these episodes. So the first one was episode fifty four, titled "All My Cookies Covered." <laughs> so Colin will probably remember this the most. So we were having a discussion about like our favorite cookies, and um, you know, Colin said his favorite part, and I said my favorite cookie, and then Eli was like. You know, are those the cookies that are... Because I, I said mine was uh, Samoa's. So <laughs> Eli was like, wait, aren't those called Caramel Delights? And then, like, from there, it kind of just spiraled into, like, well, you know, I wanted to make sure I had all my cookies covered. And then Colin, <laughs> all of, out of nowhere, in Colin fashion, just started, like, rapping, all my cookies covered. Oh, yeah, all my, all my cookies covered. All my, all my cookies covered. <laughs> <laughs> So I was laughing because right away, dude, I knew Colin and I were thinking the same thing. Yep. So Colin said that, and right away, I just started giggling on air, could not stop laughing because I just kept thinking of the Dougie song. <laughs> dude, I was laughing my ass off, and my bad, Eli, Eli was talking there this time, but dude, I was <laughs> cracking up so hard, I could not stop laughing, dude. It was, it was so good. Yeah, it was a great moment. So, so tune into that. <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, episode 47, Ballista Zuka. So a few episodes earlier, this episode just spiraled out of control. There is like so many tangents that just took place during our conversation. And it all started with Skrillis's question on what is the weirdest food combos we have ever had. Oh, God. Thankfully, none of us had the weirdest combos. Eli's was probably not that, as weird as we probably thought with the soda and pretzels, like you mentioned earlier. But this this episode just had a mix of everything. It had a mix of like the milk and the infamous milk and pizza combo that what? just grossed the hell out of Colin. Colin was throwing up on air just like he did a few moments ago. He was doing that constantly throughout <laughs> the episode. And just having, like, the nastiest descriptions of, like, why the combo just didn't make sense. He, he went into depth and actually grossed me out, too. It's like, this is so much dairy and all that phlegmy stuff in the back of your throat. Like, I actually had a moment where I was driving and I was, like, super grossed out. I'm like, dude. Right. This is disgusting. The way that Colin is describing this now is just disgusting. <laughs> so I'm sorry if other people experience that same sort of moment that I had because it was just disgusting. And yeah, just it just went out of control, man. Like 
you know, Colin was talking about how applesauce is for for babies. It is I, me, me and you, other disbelief. Oh, okay, mm. okay. Says the guy who watched the Bluey cartoon. That's for <laughs> kids too. <laughs> you from Bluey to a Thanos fight? I'm just you don't saying. Think Bluey's coming packed with some applesauce. I just think like, the fact <laughs> that he saved your life. You're gonna trash on his favorite. I, food? I just think the fact that the food requires no teeth to consume should be a telling sign that it's probably meant for babies. It's a slurry. It's like a slush. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Soup. Soup doesn't require teeth if it's just broth. Yes, yeah, so that's true. To drink that's water. That's true. You could give like... broccoli cheddar soup to babies. <laughs> Are you not allowed to drink water or smoothie? No, or like water's no for babies. No smoothies, no water... milkshakes. You're telling me you don't enjoy yourself a milkshake, Colin? Water <laughs> is for babies. That's why I only drink beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have smoothies after the gym. Yes, yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how it went down in episode 47. Yeah. It just like went on tangents. And then from there, it went to milk, almond milk. Then Colin had this whole speech about how he prefers oat milk. And then oh, we were my. trying to figure out how much pounds it took to make almond milk compared to oat milk. It, it was a complete disaster. It was all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. wonder who the first, had guy. Of- <laughs> the first guy. The first guy. The first guy to to walk up to an an oat to suck a teat, honestly. Yeah, he went out there and he just sucked it on, you know, some oats, and he came back. Oh. And he's like, I was out there tinkering, guys. Let me tell you, <laughs> tinkering with my hands out there. I was there out there oats. with my mortar and pestle, and let me tell you, this thing will produce <laughs> some good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Colin had dreams of like being like a farmer if he had the chance, and that's how he would like have his own milk. It was a crazy episode, and then Eli kind of just like tilted on the edge when we were like fucking around with the, the docs page. She's like, "What are you doing? Yeah, you're rem- doing it again. I just brought this uh, up the last episode. Yeah, and we were messing with it. It was good times. It was good times. But overall, that episode was a complete ballista zuka because it was just exploding, man. We were talking about so much stuff off topic. What's crazy yeah, is like. That's like a two-hour episode only, and it's so it's like we do we've had like a few episodes. This is going to be one where it's like an almost three-hour record probably, and it's like we went off so many tangents, and it was still only two hours and seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get into the video games like until like half an hour, maybe an hour in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe earlier, but it seemed like we were talking about stuff not related to video games for a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Cool That's moments, great. man. Those were some good memories of uh, some episodes we did in the past. That's great. All right, let's pass it to you, Slugger, and then we'll go to you, Eli, for your thoughts. Slugger, yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, I mean, I hit on it earlier. Dale hit it just now. So I don't want to use it twice with, like, the Food Saga. The Food Saga was great. So I skimmed through all the old show questions, and I went with a favorite question instead of a favorite, like, episode, per se. On episode 59... Smackerly asked you guys a question and it sparked it sparked a, an amazing debate amongst you three about whether you pee through the zipper or do you unbutton your pants. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh my god. So when god. you go to the when you go to the bathroom, are you just taking the zipper down and leaving the button buttoned and uh sliding your dick on through the zipper hole? Or are you, you know, completely pulling not completely pulling your pants down, but are you dropping it a little bit? Let's um, hear let's hear for the zipper. Let's hear it for the zipper. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, 
What are you doing? You're wearing sweatpants. I just pull. I pull, when I'm drop, wearing sweatpants, you drop them. You don't. You you, there's no zipper to deal with on sweatpants. Cheeks in the wind or what? Your cheeks in the wind, like a kindergartner. Oh my god! You know what are yeah. what are zippers for if not for your dick? That's why they're there, <laughs> guys. Interesting. That's question. why they're there. Okay. Mm. Oh my goodness. We're gonna get mm. into it again. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I've come to learn after that episode. I will say, it kind of changed my life a little bit. I did it. You know, I think we talked about it at Colin's wedding. I had to do that with the tux on. It was the easiest solution for me to not fuck up my whole that is tough yeah, with wardrobe. The suit. Yep. Yep. And then, so sometimes now I got like special clothes I have to wear at work, and sometimes they're, they're awfully tight. And sometimes I have a bunch of tools in my pocket, and so. If I go unbuttoned, they just kind of, you know, I end up dropping trail unintentionally. From the weight. So there, yeah. there's been a few occasions where, you know, I have to, you know, I have to admit, I go through the zip. Yeah. And it feels great, doesn't it? Eh, it's, no. It's no big deal, dude. It's no big deal. When I'm in my normal clothes, it's so much easier to just pop over the top. And over then, the top. Know, over the top. <laughs> That's yeah. you're prone to spillage if you go over the top when you come back into the fold, right? When you pop back no, in, you you're you gonna get, get you're gonna you get, get the top of your pants, the top of your pants and belt like in between your thumb and forefinger, you know, in that webbing area, and you just pull down, <laughs> push down. Oh my god, dude! I can't. I'm also it. a pretty skinny guy, so like my pants aren't fit the best. You know, mm, I always I have see, a, so almost always have room. a belt on. Yeah. So like, I have a little wiggle room. Okay. But... All right. I mean. It's just psycho shit, but I yeah, that's you know, I, hear what you. I do. And my normal clothes, it's just yeah, over the over the. Oh my know. god! Oh my I, god! I will defend you. Like, no, I don't know. No. I I unzip the zipper. I'm gonna unzip the zipper, dude. Oh. But I what? I do I do agree a thousand percent. If you're wearing nice clothes, like you're at a wedding, and like when I'm in my service dress, uh, like my military like formal uniform. The less amount of shit I move when I go to the bathroom, the better. So that's when I'm like a zipper only because I don't have to untuck my shirt. I don't have to go through the rigmarole of everything else. Like I just got to drop the zipper, maybe like move some clothing around and then I'm good to go. I don't have to like completely disassemble what I'm wearing. When the shirt is tucked in, it's tough, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm glad you clarified what a service dress is, by the way, because I wasn't sure if you were talking about the cocktail dress. the street clothes you wear out when you're looking to service. Right. That's what it is, or right? Anything. Cocktail yeah. dress. Right. Little black little black dress. Yes. I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank Dude, you. I look cute in those, so I was like, those you don't even have to you just fucking stand there and <laughs> just piss straight down and you're good to go. It's kind of a hack, isn't it? If men could wear dresses, we, we yeah. just yeah. <laughs> yeah, my question is what do you do in your jumper? Mm, the jumper's tough. When you're wearing a jumper, the what jump- do you do? jumpers have flaps in the back. Yeah, At least what? we're going number two. <laughs> like the old school like long johns where there's like a yeah. button for your ass <laughs> yeah that's like do you have those calling are your are your pajamas ass no. flap no 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 they're not ass flap but my pajamas do have a button front fly so i can just unbutton the front fly and i don't have to like you un you do a button in pajamas <laughs> my, button no a, my button has you a way my button has a fly or my fly you has undo a, button. a button yeah it's a button dude and then I just get easy in pajamas. Yep, in just, sweatpants. They're yeah, they're like kinda... you can just easily get yep. in that web I was talking about and <laughs> scrunch down a bit. You unbutton a button. Not it's even in the fly. front. It's in the front. This is just oh one button God, in the front. This guy is I could just I could just have my wing out in about ten seconds. It's no problem. You know, 
friends it's no big deal just a little bit of fiddling it's a long, it's a long. <laughs> 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 no, um, it's just uh, nice and efficient it's just easy you know i don't have to worry about make that thing out in between the button i probably could i in fact i could i've worn these pajama pants to go to like the the corner market and stuff before and i've i've sometimes worried i'm like dude <laughs> What happens? Like, what, I could I could pop out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I could I could I could wizard sleeve. I could pop out on accident when trying to buy milk. Possible. I'm trying oh to buy oat milk. It could happen. Oh my gosh. Mommy, what is that? <laughs> That's right. This is such a such a strange thing to to believe that this is actually something people do because. I I still did not ever do I, I did not change my routine when I went to the restroom. It's still over the top. Oh god. And maybe I will give it a chance. So I, I definitely see the argument behind going through the zipper because there are been there's been some times where like I'm using the urinal, I have my radio on my pants, and then like the radio would just like pull my pants down and then like what? things falling out of my pants well my radio the new radios i got are freaking heavy dude oh okay all right let's see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah they just i didn't know who like... radio was first you know what you know what we're all overlooking i think it depends on what type of underwear you're wearing too oh well, yeah Colin, you wear tidy whiteies mm, there we go what yep. i don't wear tidy whiteies bro no i wear, <laughs> I wear boxer briefs dude what are briefs so they're tight boxers they're tight boxers yeah tight okay. boxers yep so yeah, not only do you have to guy. Not only do you have to unzip your zipper, but you have to reach through the zipper hole, spread the yeah. Then I gotta spread. Apart. I gotta spread the window open. Yeah, it's like a maze. <laughs> yeah, it's like a maze sometimes, dude. Especially if you're cocked. Well, pause. Whoa, Wrong word. Whoa, like if you're whoa, like whoa. if you're off center. <laughs> if your alignment is not whoa. centered with both, you know. Oh, that happens. Of apparel, sometimes you gotta you know, dig in there for rough, a minute, dude. Sometimes you know? you're digging for a minute and then it looks weird. Yeah. You know. Right in a public restroom, you're like, oh, I'm just trying to trying to find my cock. No big deal, mm-hmm. guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check with my wife. I think she's got it. Mm-hmm. I must have left it at home again. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just. I'm surprised, Daryl. You just deal with all it. people's over the top guy. Seriously, like the, with the germaphobe stuff, I figured you'd be. I like don't even touch put through the yep. put through the supporting you know yep uh, supporting structure of a of a zip and and just you know go hands free pretty much yeah it's just it's weird isn't over it? the top with the spillage you guys are right there can be spillage but there's spillage everywhere I mean if you get low enough you get but seems awfully suspicious from a guy who hovers you know yeah right who's hovering. Oh yeah, we've gone over this before. <laughs> oh yeah, Daryl's a hoverer, dude. Oh, dude, you're the reason the bathrooms are disgusting as shit. That's right. That's that's right. <laughs> what is I'm done with this podcast. This is gonna be the slugger getting now. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like right, You guys got you gotta explain that to me. What is hovering? You you you, you don't do the sit on we the discussed seat. this on here before, right? This right? is public knowledge, right? You just squat over the seat when you're taking a relieving yourself. Okay, so yeah, I yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, your butt cheeks don't touch the seat. Exactly. That's oh, why. That's why he's, he's a over the top master, wow. dude. That's why leg day is so important for Daryl because he is <laughs> squatting over the toilet every day when he goes. <laughs> 
Yeah, it seems. I, I Those two don't line up to me. I refuse to sit on the seat. I will refuse to sit on the seat. Someone's butt is cleaner than their hands, dude. Their ass cheeks are just in clothing all day. They're not touching stuff. They're not getting germs on it. They're just just a butt, dude. It's just a butt. Sometimes you get it, it's a little warm in the winter, too. Oh, right? dude, that's rough, bro. <laughs> that shit's rough. Like, you know someone's been in there, but it's yeah. like, you just don't want to, you don't want to feel that. You don't want to think about it, but then you're also, like, yeah. kind of grateful that it's warm because it's so no. cold out, and you're like, ah, I mean, I guess, you know. I'll take <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, no. I'm so sorry that this happened to me. Oh, no. So unfortunate. I guess I'll just cuddle up here on the seat. <laughs> It's good stuff. Oh it's good stuff. Holy shit. What are we talking about? Favorite moments. This oh, is, yeah. This is a, perfect, <laughs> a perfect example of like the old school episodes where people are just writing in about nonsense. I don't know what happened to that, but I, love I may be opening Pandora's box here. Hit us with these zany. Yeah, you feel anymore. free to write in about ridiculous shit. You know, you guys, st- <laughs> you guys stop doing it, but you know, I'll, I'll definitely take it. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that I've had a couple beers as well. So I'm down to, down to chat about ridiculousness. Oh my goodness, guys. Um, okay, favorite episodes, Eli, or favorite moments, sorry, from episodes. What do you got? Okay, so well, yeah, we covered a lot of this stuff. We did. Uh, the Fall Guys stuff during the podcast, that saga was, was, was cool. Um, moments. I don't have, like, specific episodes or call-outs to, like, times in episodes, but I did really enjoy that YouTube uh, video we made with the food. Yeah. I think that was a fun thing, you know, because... I still like enjoyed this side of podcasting. It's just the trophy stuff is what kind of fell off. So uh, I guess that's when I look back on that was kind of my favorite side of it was was this stuff that we just had going on. Yep. Yep. Um, but so one I don't think we talked about enough, and it is actually relevant at this time. It's like the Fortnite Snowman Squad episode. Oh, yeah. Sure. That whole saga of like you know it's winter time again. That's why I picked Fortnite as my cozy game when that was like a question uh, that, you know, it just this time of year already brings good feelings. And, uh, you know, think about old times and memories and family and and friends and all that good stuff. And as uh, lame as it sounds, Fortnite kind of is that, you know, it's like it is the cozy, comfy game at this point because it's been around yeah. forever, you know? Yeah. It's fun yeah. to play with the boys. It's fun to play with my son. Uh, it's changing, obviously, a lot right now. But uh, yeah, I think that those are those are the uh, those are the moments that I cherish from my time on the show. Yeah, I feel that. That's kind of what I would say. I think that we've talked about a lot of the zaniness of the old episodes and some of those funny questions we got. I I did really enjoy those. The sagas. There's the Fall Guys saga. There was definitely a Rogue Company saga there for mm-hmm. a bit Fortnite. um you know the in the early days when we were doing division two co-op or battlefield one boosting was like really really early a lot of that stuff was fun and then and then i think what happened is just that we got to some of these later games where we tried to do that and either the trophies were really incredibly hard i'm thinking of something like Splitgate, for example or they were glitched and broken at launch i'm thinking of knockout city and i just got turned off from it and i just stopped being as down to do multiplayer boosting stuff for a while because i just got turned off by it that's why fortnite's so good Don't yeah and you know no trophies yep yep i know um so th- those definitely come to mind i think one of the one of the things that was really fun is you know launching the discord 
because we mm-hmm. initially didn't have that. That was really early days. And then, of course, when we launched the Patreon, because we didn't do that for the first year of the show. And I remember like when we had discussions with listeners in party chat and stuff like in September, October, I guess in more maybe October, November of the first year. And we're like, hey, like we're going to do something soon. Like we're, there's something launching. And uh, then we launched the Patreon. And just that whole process was a learning process too, trying to do that together. Eli primarily drove and, you know, uh, Daryl and I were like sharing screen and looking at it and kind of talking about layout and stuff like that. But just being like, we don't know if anyone's going to sign up for this, right? Like we have no idea. We're We're just throwing it out there. Like, is it even the right time to launch this kind of a thing to our podcast? I have no idea. And then it was like within like a week we had, <clears throat> uh, we had Pat sign up at the platinum tier almost immediately. And I was like, Holy shit. What? Like someone wants to give us that much money a month for this show. Like that's just incredible. But what, what that does for like your self-esteem is huge too, where you start to go like, wow, there's people who like want to listen to us, you know, people who value what we have to say. And I think that is something that you you can't really put a price on if you're someone who loves video games and loves like nerd culture and stuff where it's like, holy shit, I just I just can't believe anybody cares, you know, about what we have to say, but they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a really awesome feeling. So those moments will always stick out to me. The guests, obviously, the different play sessions together. God, the Knights of Fall Guys were still, I think, the most hilarious times I've ever mm-hmm. had playing a co-op game together. Um, yeah, just really, uh, just really fun moments, just really, really awesome, fun moments with people. So I hope that we can can, continue that. You can relive some of those fall guys moments on my YouTube channel, actually. Yeah, you can, you can They're out a hundred percent. And, uh, there's also, I was just checking. It's funny. You mentioned that I was looking at my YouTube channel because I thought I had the, I do have a, a review and round table discussion that slugger and I did with Skrillis on alien isolation which I thought was really fun. That's still on my YouTube channel. It's got our, it's actually got our uh, webcams up too. So it's like full on, you can see us and everything. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. thought that was a ton of fun. So yeah, there's, there's been a lot of great things over the years. So I'm really thankful to the, uh, to the community, to the show. It's been really interesting to sort of learn discipline through this show and learn uh, what it means to try to hit a schedule and to try to be, you know, producing something at like a regular cadence. I think it's a good skill to have. And uh, we've all been practicing that as we go. So it's been, it's been a great time. Thank you very much, the Sly G Cooper, for the question, sir. Okay, so at about two hours and 20 minutes in, let's get to our discussions of our bronze, silver, gold, slash top three games of the year. Now, Eli, you're welcome to hang. You know, I'm not going to kick you out, but I know, I know if you don't want to be here for this part, you don't have to, if you got some place to be, but we are going to get into that section now. Yeah. I'll take the, uh, the opportunity to head out now. I'm okay. sure when they'll, they'll be back. And I'm, I don't have any, obviously my 26 hours in, um, I don't even Elder Scrolls was, uh, nothing to really reflect on what we've been playing. So I have much to add, but I do appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, and, man. And uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you in the Discord. Yes, sir. Oh, it was yeah. great to have you back, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully people enjoyed hearing your voice again. And uh, thank you for everything over the years. Love you, Eli. I love you guys, too. Wish you the best. All right, man. Take care. Adios. See you. Later. Okay. Very good. Here goes my hero. hero. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Very good. So for our, for our final section of the show here, we are going to do, like we've done in years previously, we're going to talk about our top trophy hunts of the year. I'm going to caveat this by saying this is not your game of the year. Okay? This is not your favorite story of the year, for example. It's not the best in that sense. This is the best trophy hunting experience for you personally for the year, bronze, silver, and gold. Now, we've each picked three games. I also have two shout-outs as well. What I figured we would do is we'll start with bronze, we'll go around, we'll each talk about our game, then we'll loop back to the beginning, we'll do silver, we'll do, we'll do gold, and then that'll wrap us up for episode 100 of the show. How are you guys feeling? You good to go? Feeling great. Sure. Okay, so you know what? I'll start and I'll say my couple shout-outs, and then I'll pass it to you, Daryl, and then to you, Slugger, for your shout-outs. Do you guys have honorary mentions that you wanted to just say real quick before we get into the, the finals? I do not. Okay. All right. Well, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be really brief then. What I will just say is it's not going to come up in my top three, but my game of the year is Final Fantasy 16. I've talked about that game so much already. I'm not going to go into depth on it again. My favorite game of the year, for, if you took trophies out of it, is Final Fantasy 16. So I wanted to shout that out. And my other honorary mentions in terms of trophy hunts of the year, two really quick, Ghost Runner and the Hell DLC. An incredible game that is challenging, rewarding, and somewhere in between 10 and 15 hours really pushes your Twitch reflexes and your skills to, to really refine your gameplay. And I think it offered something very different and something that I really needed to mix up the type of games I played this year. So I want to shout that out. And then my other shout out that's not on this list is SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Shake. Now, listen, this game is not a good game necessarily, okay? But something about Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which Daryl loves, I know. Uh, something about it just stuck with me. And I really became a fan of these 3D platformer collectathons. And so this game came, I bought it at launch, and I really enjoyed my week and a half to two weeks with that of just kind of mindless gameplay and just kind of existing in this goofy world that is SpongeBob SquarePants. And I thought that, honestly, the game didn't deserve the hate that it got. I thought it was pretty decent. So SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Shake, that's my other honorary mention before we get into our bronze level shoutouts for the year. So, uh, Daryl, you mentioned you did not have any honorary mentions, so that's okay. That's fine. Totally okay. Let's go to you, Slugger. Do you have anything? I guess my honorary mention uh, would be In Sound Mine. I I must have talked about this at some point on the show because I was on the show by this point, but this was a first-person kind of survival horror game. There really wasn't a ton, ton of combat. There's very minimal combat. It was more of just kind of like puzzle solving and exploration uh, with a whole bunch of scary creepy things going on around you i had no idea what this game was about i thought the cover art looked cool lots of like very bright vivid colors with creepy looking creatures on the cover art and um i think it uh it definitely rejuvenated my like love or at least interest in like the horror genre itself whether it's horror survival or just kind of like a walking sim horror type game i went from Doing this to RE4 to Visage to RE3 Make to Phobia, St. Dinfa's Hotel, The Medium. Like this year was loaded for me on horror games. So I did want to shout that out because I, I do always like horror games, but they always seem like kind of a burden to get into. And I've 
that's all I've been playing all year. And I've really, really enjoyed my time with them. I got a ton in the backlog that I'm excited to get to. Uh, and my second honorary shout out from a trophy hunting perspective would be Rayman Legends, which I didn't want to throw it on this list to take it, uh, take up the entire thing. But this was the game that notoriously uh, or has the reputation of needing about six, four to six months of like daily challenges you have to do. And I was, so I was working on a lot of this through 2022, like doing these daily challenges, getting silvers and golds to up my daily ranking because you have to hit a certain rank based off your daily challenges. And um, I finally got the Rayman Legends Platinum and hit the trophy for those daily challenges in January of 23. So that was really, really nice to like kick off the year with that, like something big, something rare, something I'd been working on a long time. And it really just kind of, uh, set the stage for my 2023 year in gaming. Fantastic. Yeah, I love those. Those are those are great shout outs. I kind of forgot Rayman Legends was this year for you, to be honest. Yeah, it's it been, it's been a very, crazy year. Very first plat. <clears throat> yeah. 23. God damn. What a year it's I been. Think. What yeah. a year it has been. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, very good. Um, with that, then, let's get into it. So what we're going to do, we each have picked a bronze, a silver, and a gold. We're going to rotate around, as we said before. So I'm going to pass it to you, Daryl, for your first game, which is your bronze medal slash bronze trophy medal for this year. So what do you got for us? Uh, so my first bronze game, I'm going to have to go with Resident Evil 4. So I picked this game as my bronze because overall it is a fairly easy list given like a few trophies, which are very typical for Resident Evil games, you know, completing the game on the hardest difficulty, um, getting S plus ranks, the speed run trophies. That is something we've always seen across many Resident Evil games, but it, it's a fairly easy game for me at least. But the reason why it's a bronze and not higher is because the speed run trophy, at least for me, is what really, uh, well, not the speed run, the professional mode. Professional mode is what really got to me. That's what kind of ate up most of my time. So I did my playthroughs pretty different compared to Colin. Colin did his a little bit easier, which I would suggest at this point. Right after I did my first playthrough, I did my second playthrough. Um, I think I'm professional, which, you know, I was very limited in what I like the guns and, um, you know, definitely the guns. The guns is what kind of hurt the most because I didn't have, like, the best weapons to really go into professional mode. But I did professional mode for my second playthrough, and that's where a lot of that's my so time wild. went into. I can't believe you did that <laughs> for your second playthrough. Yeah, I just wanted the, the, the you know, the benefit you get at the end of it, which I can't really remember because it was so long ago. Um, I, I think, think it's wow. some sort of... Is it the... It's not the Unbreakable Knife. What is it? Uh... I feel what like is it? you get the Chicago typewriter. I was thinking the Tommy gun, yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. It might be. Or the it, it, it might have been the one of the the masks or the uh, one of the masses you might get. I can't. Oh, it could be the the antlers, or there's one sort of thing that like you take reduced damage overall. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So something basically, you get something pretty good, which will save you a few playthroughs. So I didn't want to have to do extra playthroughs, which wasn't really smart because it 
you, you definitely want to play put in the time to play different playthroughs and and just like in typical fashion with resident evil games the better you get at it the more you play it the more you play it the the quicker your t uh, playthroughs will be but because the game was just so long in general i really did not want to you know commit to multiple playthroughs so this is the bronze for me it's a fairly easy list but the speed run trophy is what or the professional mode trophy is what kind of brought it down to a lower trophy value for me interesting man yeah what what are your thoughts on the separate ways dlc and how you're going to approach that <clears throat> uh, let's see so i definitely want to try it out i had never played it before and you know just being able to play as ada will be a pretty cool spin to the story um it's always cool to play as different characters in the re universe yeah and i would like to play this for sure you know i i know you have played it and it seemed like you had a okay time with it I, you enjoyed it right I actually really enjoyed Separate Ways. Yeah, I thought it was, was very strong. The professional run in that game can be tough, is what I would say. But, uh, you know, I think I played through it six times, that, that mode. Maybe five? I don't know. It added, it added a decent amount of time to the game. I'll say that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to check it out. You know, you said it's challenging, so that's usually what I like most out of... Um... You know my games I, I do like challenges but sometimes i might take the challenges a little bit too extreme at times like doing professional the second playthrough um, <laughs> i can get a little bit too too <laughs> too committed but well i mean i, I would definitely yeah. want to check this out it just means you could speed run it dude because like i think the separate ways new game professional speed run is about an hour and like 43 minutes so you can totally do it new game I mean, that's the thing. It's like you don't have to wait till you have all these upgrades. It just helps. Yeah, I think you should do it. Um, it adds a lot to the story. It fleshes it out a lot. And I think it really sets up the fact that they are probably, and based on recent news articles that have come out to you, they're probably going to be doing Resident Evil 5 Remake. You should, uh, you should check that out at some point. But Resident Evil 4 Remake, great game. Slugger's too scared to do it, so he dropped it. Um, That's not true. It's too hard for him. You know, he's more on the Bluey hype train now. He, he's just kind of left it. Are you going to do it at some point, Slugger? You know you are. Uh, oh, no. Daryl recommended RE2. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the last episode, Daryl picked RE4 for me. But no. Yeah, 2024, year of the backlog. Let's go. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> just like saying it for calling. two years, yep. <laughs> I have backlog um, blues on episode four of the show ever. So, you know. <laughs> early, yeah. At some point in 2020, I have like three games I did this year that I really want to clean up. Final Fantasy 16, RE4, and Hogwarts. Those three games are going to be like priority after Spider-Man to clean up those games. So it's coming. I promise you it's coming. Fantastic. I think that's a great choice, Terrell. I surprisingly did not put it on my list. I thought we might get some overlap there, but uh, but yeah, I didn't. And uh, I'll explain why as we move along. But I think that's a great choice for your bronze there. And a, a fantastic game this year that if you have not played the original or the remake, I highly recommend it. Even if you played the remake, or sorry, the original, I recommend the remake. Okay, Slugger, what do you have for your bronze? I hate that this wasn't higher, but my bronze is going to be like a dragon, the man who erased his name. Woo! Man, I part of why I picked this for a top three, I'm so stoked for the next mainline like a dragon name. I guess I can't call it Yakuza anymore uh, since they changed the naming convention. But this was a great 
like game that will lead you that will tie in like a dragon seven and the mainline yakuza series and kind of smash them into the new game that we're getting in is it february i don't know quarter one twenty four i am stoked for that yeah. game and this game it, i think it's q1 it were, right it's like march early march i'm pretty sure yeah it's q1 okay it reminds me of kind of like the miles morales uh dlc for spider-man like it's arguably a full game but it's a, a shorter experience i got the platinum in roughly 25 to 30 hours so it's not as extensive as a normal yakuza plat there's still a good mix of like hey do everything this game has to offer but you know instead of playing blackjack for 10 hours you're playing blackjack for like 20 minutes so mm. it's just like a condensed version of a standard yakuza plat right so it made it a very stress-free enjoyable platinum gave me that great story filler to kind of lead me into the next game um seeing how all the characters end up in hawaii and uh really i don't want to say it closes out kiryu's story because kiryu is confirmed for the next game and i think that will probably be his last game we'll see but i thought six was his last game so who knows but yeah just it, it's a great kind of stepping stone in that franchise leading on to bigger and better things and on you know cherry on top was it being a nice enjoyable trophy hunt stress-free very simple list uh no guide needed or anything so highly recommend if you're a yakuza fan i'd say it's such a bummer that it's so tied to the story pieces because i would love for the reasons you said that it is a condensed list i've talked about how i would love to play this game but i just can't do it because it's not gonna it's going to mess up the entire story for me, you know, which is really a bummer. But I like that this exists for Yakuza fans, that it is a shorter title, that it is more compacted. I think that's really a smart move to put out something like that, one of those interstitials. So, yeah, and uh, you got a lot of Yakuza joy this year because didn't you have uh, Ishin as well? Was that Ishin the beginning of the well? year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's I mean, a, poof. That was a miserable trophy hunt, though. Um, that's another one I want to clean up with yeah. the games I listed earlier. Yeah. That's... That's like, hey, you beat the story in 40 hours, but then there's like 60 hours of trophy hunting after that, which is like menial task. Yeah, that's, that's one of those types of games. I would play that on Xbox personally. Like if I was going to check it out, I would just play that on because it's not story wise connected to much else. Right. Like I can just jump into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So interesting. OK, very good. So Resident Evil 4 from Daryl Slugger, your first game, also a banger, I will say. Like a Dragon, Gaiden. We've got some great ones coming off, the, coming off the rip here. So for my bronze medal slash bronze trophy, I went with The Last of Us Part 1. Now, this sits at a 42.68% on PSN profiles, and it was released on September 2nd, 2022. I, I, so it's not a game from this year, but I did play it this year. It's one of the first games I played in January. And it prompted me to go on and eventually platinum in 100% The Last of Us Remastered for the PS4, which was a cleanup game. There was a sort of synchronicity going on with this game where I got it for Christmas, was thinking about it, then I started playing it, then the show came out, then I was playing the remaster, and sort of this entire like two-month window in the beginning of the year was really focused on The Last of Us. And the thing about this version that I think is controversial is sort of what it removes right, in terms of the trophy hunt. So there is no multiplayer functionality in this game. Therefore, you don't have the grind of the multiplayer trophies. You also don't have the trophies to fully upgrade 
Joel and Ellie with supplements. You don't have the grounded mode difficulty or the survivor mode difficulty trophies. And so you really get to cut out a lot of what makes that remaster or the original PS3 trophy list really hard. You know, and there's a reason that the difference is so high. Like, I think the rarity for the PS4 remaster is platinum on PSN profiles is something around slightly above 5%. Maybe it's 55 maybe it's 6%. Whereas this one is about 42.68, as I noted. So it's clearly an, an easier trophy hunt. And this points to that same thing that we've talked about for years now. I feel like we've been beating this drum for three years since the show started, that Sony first-party games are becoming easier and easier to platinum. Whether or not you like that is a totally personal sort of opinion and choice. But this is a prime example of it when you can compare this game to others in the franchise. Now, the trophy hunt still has you find all the notes, artifacts, firefly pendants, optional conversations, training manuals, shiv doors, safes, jokes, etc., etc. Like, you really have to find everything in this game. But if you're like me and you've played the original before a couple times and you don't mind having a guide up, you know, I use PlayStation 5 trophies all in one collectible guide. And I got the platinum in one playthrough playing on normal. Which, for this game, is crazy, you know? Um, one of the other things that was great is that it included the Left Behind DLC, which I had previously never played. So even though it was a repeat on the story for me, it was new content for Left Behind. And Left Behind became relevant in terms of the TV show at the time as well. So there was, again, just a lot of synchronicity with why this game was so cool this time around because of the show and everything else that was happening. And it's it's got one of the best stories in video games. You know, I, I stand by that. Um, this version is really beautiful. If you've not played the game before, Last of Us Part 1 is a fantastic choice for something to play. Um, you know, there are some improvements that they added to the game that were found in Part 2, such as the weapon bench and the way that you upgrade your weapons and things like that. But it's just it's just an incredible game, an incredible story. And being able to do it in a single playthrough I think is is really awesome. The reason it's not rated higher is because you do have to follow a guide the whole time. So you're on your phone pretty much the full playthrough if you want to do it in one playthrough. But regardless, if you've been holding out because you thought the remastered list looked too difficult or anything like that, you know, check out Last of Us Part 1. It's a really great game. And that is my bronze. Okay, Daryl, back to you again then for your silver trophy slash silver medal. Well, silver, I have... <clears throat> Excuse me, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So this That's game, that is a good one. <laughs> it was a very good one. I had so much fun with this game. I played this on the PS Plus Extra tier, so finally got the chance to play this. This game definitely takes your mind off trophies because more a, a good chunk of the list you're just gonna pop naturally. So you get a trophy for completing every chapter in the game, and you get a trophy for completing the story. That's already 17 out of the 59 trophies automatically. And then you get trophies for defeating bosses, for purchasing abilities, you know, acquiring different elements for Star-Lord's guns, things you can do with your teammates, you know, interacting with them, reviving them, uh, combat-related stuff. All sorts of things, so you're just going to pop over the course of the game. So, very easy list. I enjoyed it just because it's Guardians of the Galaxy and just being able to play as Star-Lord. I wish you could play as the whole Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think with just the amount of stuff you can do in the game, you know, it, it was still a, a nice treat to be able to play as, you know, 
one of them. I wish I could play as all of them, but one was cool. Easy, easy trophy list overall. I had a good time with this. There are a couple ones you do need to keep an eye out for because if you like the one I'm talking about is Galactic Frugality. So pay your Nova Core fine. So there's a, form, a oh, fine yeah. you have to pay. At, um, I think it's like chapter 10. You need to have enough credits to pay that off because if you don't, you got to go back in to an earlier save to try to earn enough money. And that's what ended up happening with me. I had to go back and um, you know earn enough credits to pay off that fine. But it was it was pretty annoying. But overall, easy list. Um, that that trophy alone didn't really ruin the overall ranking of this list. This is a very easy list and a very enjoyable game to play at the same time. I mean, that's kind of all you can hope for from a game, right? You know, a great game with a great trophy list is going to be, I mean, that's the cream of the crop right there. And this sounds like what that is for a lot of people. So very interesting game. I, I still need to get to it at some point. I have no idea when I will. But, you know, you're not the first that's recommended it to to people, and I think it's a really solid choice. So, yeah, well done. Slugger, any thoughts on uh, Guardians before you give your silver? Um, I agree you got to play it. The trophy list is, I think, a little annoying just because there is some pretty big missables that could cause a second playthrough, like Daryl was talking about with the money issue. But, man, the story's great. The gameplay's fun. The music is awesome. I I like that it so it kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy 7 remake where like well no cuz you switch characters in that game cuz you're controlling the one character but you're giving like action inputs to the other characters so you can create some like really cool combos by choosing what abilities your team members are going to use and yeah, I think I think from a trophy hunting perspective, it's maybe not the most friendly, but it's not terrible if you have if you can use a very simple guide to tell you when to pay attention and when not to pay attention. And the rest of the time you can kind of just coast. Uh I would say if man, even if Marvel's not your thing, it's definitely a great experience. It gave me like major Mass Effect vibes uh throughout the whole thing with some of the decisions you make and how that it can change the story. Not like majorly, but you can definitely get some different um, cutscenes and friends and enemies depending on what uh, options you choose progressing through the story. So, yeah, it's it's a good shorter experience. I I dug it quite a bit. Nice, very cool. Yeah, I, I love the characters for Guardians. The, I played the Telltale game and I've seen all the movies, but uh, I never got around to this one for some reason. But very good. All right. Well, what do you have then for your silver trophy slash second choice? All right. My silver trophy is the second one I talked about previously. The Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Whoa. That is surprising. Why is it surprising? That is surprising <laughs> because you complained a lot about it while you were doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, so, so I just figured you would be like, oh, fuck this. But, you know, okay. I, so I think that's why it, it's higher on my list. Mm. Um, I... I wasn't sure I could actually do this. It's kind of or kind of common, or at least what I think is common on PSN profiles. It's a twenty three point five nine percent. Normally, anything above twenty percent, I'm like, all right, I can do that. But this one definitely gave me a run for its money. Where I struggled, all right, my struggles were user error, and I I spoke about this on the on a previous episode, but 
you get these like life tanks or health tanks. I know they're called sub tanks. I didn't realize what these things actually did. I was picking them up and I thought they gave me more ammo. No, they're pretty much like health packs that you keep in your inventory and you can like go into your inventory and use them. So I'm running around with four full sub tanks <laughs> on the final boss, not realizing I can like pause the game, use a sub tank, heal back to full health. So that's where a lot of the rage came from. Once I realized what those things actually were, it became much more manageable. But from a trophy hunting perspective, I think this game is great. I'm excited to get to the sequels. They take you on a journey from Mega Man X1 to X4 in this game specifically. And they kind of have you do a little bit of everything. There's, you know, beating bosses with certain weapons, finding all of the hidden items. So essentially like collectibles. There are a few secret uh, like abilities you can get throughout the Mega Man X games, which I thought were cool. Like one of them, you can find like the Hadouken power up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's not what it's called. What's that Street Fighter move that does that? No, it's isn't it Hadouken? the Hadouken? I think it is. It is it is Hadouken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's a trophy a trophy for learn the Hadouken in Mega Man X and there's like I don't know how anyone would have found this back in the day cuz there's like very specific requirements you have to do. Like you have to have a certain number of lives and take this certain path on this level and die 10 times on this certain path. So like and then and then it unlocks the ability. I don't know. There's tons of weird stuff. And I'm sitting here going through the guide. And I'm like, how do how did people discover this back in the day? Like, blows my mind. Yeah. But yeah, just a, a great trophy list that kind of has you ex fully experience each game. Um, I did use a guide uh, for the bosses. Not so much in, like, how to fight the bosses, but each boss has a weakness. So they're in most Mega Man games, there's, like, a preferred order where it's like, hey, fight... Uh, like the flame mammoth first and then fight this guy because the weapon you get from the flame mammoth is this guy's weakness and then you go in order from one to eight uh, so i did use that which helped quite a bit and then um yeah i mean they're great games it's i like these collections these collections i think made a big comeback over the last two years we saw it with ninja turtles we're seeing it with this i know there's like a jurassic park collection there was the disney afternoon collection stuff like that yeah i um, love those retro collections i'm all in for so yeah. it was cool the contra collection yeah let's go dude yeah and there's a ton i like this game so much i went and bought uh the Mega Man zero zx legacy collection on one of the holiday sales because i my i think one of my goals for 2024 would be to 100% all these Mega Man games and all these collections. So yeah, good experience. I think anyone could probably do this platinum if they have like basic gaming skills. It it's like the right amount of challenging. It can be frustrating at times, but with a little bit of time and effort and persistence, like I think most people can get through it. So it it just strikes all the right chords for like what a good trophy list is, in my opinion. Awesome, man. That's cool to see that become one of your more prized platinums for the year after the difficulty that it showed you initially, you know? And yeah. I, that's kind of why I chose my silver as, as well. So my silver is RE7 DLC. So RE7 Biohazard DLC. Um, I platinumed the game last year, but this year I returned to do cleanup for it. And for those that don't know, I've told the story before. I went to get this game at launch at GameStop 
midnight release got you know it's nine o'clock on the west coast so i picked it up at like nine o'clock went home had a buddy with me was playing and i got to probably an hour into the game and was so scared that i didn't touch it again you know i basically got to the point where i was in the basement and if you've played the game you'll know what i mean in the furnace room area and the molded start becoming you know more apparent and more of a thing and i was like holy shit dude i just can't do it and then years later because of trophy hunting I got back into trophy hunting specifically with Resident Evil and got more of these Platinums, returned to RE7, conquered that, and then I was like, you know what? These DLCs, they're supposed to be tough. I need to give them a try. And let me tell you, they are fucking tough. I think, so you've got Bedroom, you've got Daughters, 21, End of Zoe, Nightmare and Night Terror, Not a Hero, and Jack's 55th Birthday. These are all the modes that you're going to have to complete in this DLC to get the 100% in the game. But they're all somewhat different, right? So Jack's 55th is somewhat of a goofy minigame where you're finding ingredients and different things around the house to make different cakes and foods to buff up your timer and your score. You've got Not a Hero, which is basically a story DLC that this is the free one that you have to do on professional. And on professional difficulty for Not a Hero, you have your knife only for the first section of the game. There's no way to cheat that. You're only going to have your knife no matter how many times you've done it. I think that's a really interesting way to add difficulty to that game. You've got Nightmare and Night Terror, which I said are more of like a zombies, Call of Duty zombies mode, where you have to just survive a certain number of rounds while upgrading your character and your guns. End of Zoe is another canonical uh, story expansion where you play as Joe Baker, who is uh, the brother of Jack Baker, and it's very melee-focused and also probably the hardest DLC in Resident Evil in general. Um, then you've got Daughters, uh, a very short story-based DLC that's a prequel to the main game. Bedroom is like the escape room DLC, and then 21 is sort of a gambling DLC. So basically, by and large, you have this massive assortment of different styles and different games that you play here. And I wanted to shout out Mr. Rain's YouTube channel for his help with the End of Zoe and Ethan Must Die mini games. When Ethan Must Die, I forgot to mention, is sort of like a roguelite that you do where you have to get through the game and get to Marguerite and defeat her in a single setting and the items you pick up along the way are all randomized and things like that. If you're a Resident Evil fan, this is probably the best DLC Resident Evil has had is in Resident Evil 7. There is just such a different wide assortment of stuff here and I would say I think it's probably not only the best Resident Evil DLC that I've experienced, it might be some of the best DLC in general that I've ever played. And the amount of content that comes with it is just staggering. As I mentioned before, it's also probably the hardest Resident Evil content you will ever play. Having to do Ethan Must Die and then having to do End of Zoe DLC on Joe Must Die, which is the hardest difficulty there, it is extremely, extremely tough. And I think that anyone who's done this knows how tough it is. I mean, the percentage for the 100% in this game is less than 2% on PSM profiles. It's very tough. And I think it's one that if you have the main game and you've platinumed it and you're looking for a little bit more, this is one that I would certainly say is worth checking out and that you, you should spend some time with. So this is a silver for me because it's sort of encompass the year in a lot of ways right it's a another story of returning to a game i thought i couldn't do before and actually 100 percenting it not just platinuming it but 100 percenting it and this year i really was focused on completion percentage and dlc and this is one where i was like yep i'm gonna knock this out and i did it so i'm really happy with that i don't know if i'll ever go for the 100 
in RE5 and RE6 because those DLCs are a little bit shite from what I hear. RE5 has some mm-hmm. okay story stuff, but the RE6 DLC, like, I just have no interest in, unfortunately. But I do at some point hope to knock out the DLC for Village just to sort of get the 100% on that and really kind of continue to solidify my Resident Evil resume over here. So that is my silver trophy and silver medal for this year, Resident Evil 7's Biohazard DLC. Daryl, any thoughts on that before we pass it to you for your gold trophy? Every time you talk about, you know, Resident Evil 7 DLC, it always, like, freaking inspires me to go back and play it, but I just never, like, have the willpower to do it. Like, there's nothing that I'm afraid of it. It's just, uh, it's like, I really want to get to it, but I'm just, like, so caught up in other games that every time I hear you talk about it, it just gives me the, like, the urge to want to like just download it onto my console and just play it but i know i never end up pulling the trigger so i I am glad you got that done every time you talk about it it definitely makes me want to like flip the script and start playing it but i just never end up doing so oh man at some point you'll you'll eventually pull the trigger and uh, i think you'll have a great time with it the easiest way to start would be with not a hero because it's free right and that one, unfortunately, only has two trophies. But if you like that DLC and you're like, okay, I'm kind of into this, then you can pick up the other ones. Very good. All right, what do you have for your gold trophy shirt, sir? Sir? Sure, sir? sir? What the fuck? Sir? Right. Right. <laughs> this is what happens after three hours and almost three beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for gold, I have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh! Um, Ooh! Yeah, this... This game is it, it's definitely a good one to 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 play. I have been wanting to play this for the last few years. Every time I kept seeing it at the store on sale, I just never told myself to pick it up because it just would never get played. So I got to play it again, or finally got to play it for the first time, just like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on Extra. Just could not stop. I couldn't even put the controller down. The This is another game just like Guardians of the Galaxy where you don't really think about the trophies as you're playing. You know, you're just enjoying the game, which is pretty cool. So just looking at the list overall, it's fairly easy. The thing I really like most about it is that there's some collectible trophies that you need to do, but it's not requiring, requiring you to collect everything. So... You know, find the gold bolt. There's two trophies like that where you have to find the gold bolt. And then there's another where you have to collect five gold bolts. I know for a fact there was more than five. But it's kind of cool that they just limited to five, which is cool. So you're not just, like, caught up in a collect-a-thon kind of game. And, well, there actually is another collectible. So there there are Krager Bears in the game. Um, the Krager Bears actually were pretty cool to find because they're just, like randomly throughout the world and will like make noises when you're like in the in in the area of the bears so that was pretty cool but everything else was pretty easy you know typical ratchet and clank game you know there's a lot of missions bosses to defeat um things you could do with the weapons and what i like most about the trophies is that there's just a lot of random things to do so in the very first level which is probably the coolest level in the game where there's like this parade going on uh, there's a trophy for bouncing on like the different prey balloons. Which oh yeah, is pretty cool. I just popped that naturally. Nice. And 
it, it goes to say that's pretty much what you'll experience with most trophies. You'll just pop them without even noticing. And that's what I enjoyed the most about this game. It's a very easy to list. Nothing too hard about this game. If you're pretty much doing everything, you're just going to have a few cleanup by the end of it. I did have like some cleanup towards the end with like upgrading weapons and like some other stuff. But it was mostly weapons. But overall, easy list. Colin, you definitely got to get to this one. I, oh, I got it. I have <laughs> it already. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the 2016 or Rift Apart? Rift, Rift Apart. Apart. Yeah, I have that one. I have that one. I don't have the 2016 Platinum, but I have the, I have the sequel. Okay, but you, you haven't played Rift Apart yet, though. No, I have it. I got the Plat. I got you it do. on the 3rd of September, 2021, two Why years ago. I think you never played it. That's I don't so know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, but but I absolutely wow. loved the game. Um, I I think it's fucking awesome. I platinumed it in one week and one day. Like I went through it really quick. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that was kind of like me as well. I, I, let's see. Let's see how long it took. One week and two days. So oh shit! Is, <laughs> it's such a good game. It's one of those games where you just cannot stop playing. Like this was the only game I could think about during that time. Gold trophy for me. Definitely Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Best trophy hunt of the year. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. You and I are going to have some fun similarities here shortly. All right, Slugger, what do you have for your gold trophy? And any thoughts on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? I think one of the best PS5 exclusives that's out there. I think the game itself is great. I'm not going to lie. I was a little... It's going to sound dumb. I was a tad disappointed with the trophy list itself. And I thought it was almost too easy um how dare you i know so you beat the game you get the platinum and then it a little menu comes up and it's like check out challenge mode you can now like i don't know what they called it but you can like prestige your guns unlock like the guns final version which is supposed to give new effects and new abilities on these guns and it's not required at all now <laughs> this is the the bad mindset of the trophy hunter I have the thought of like, I could check out this challenge mode and dive into all of these new features, but that means I'm not earning trophies in other games that, you know, I could be working on. So I didn't touch it at all. I almost wish they like forced it, whether it was a DLC pack similar to like a Spider-Man new game plus mode or horizon new game plus mode. I almost wish they had a trophy for like, Hey, complete the challenge mode because it was a quick game to get through. It would have been cool to like, get an extra tier on a lot of these cool guns that you get to that you play with over the course of the game. And I like the idea of like, you know, a typical new game plus start the game with everything. So, yeah. I mean, there's more content in that game that a lot of people never saw because they popped the plat. It's funny. It's long, a, yeah. It's part of the like, reason I like it is because it doesn't have any DLC. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's done. Like I don't have to touch it again. It was 15 hours. Perfect. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's hard. That's one of those games, Ratchet and Clank games in general. Like most of the other earlier ones make you go through that challenge mode. And it's they not do. a big deal because you fly through the game so fast. Like you can beat most of those games in like five to six hours. Yeah, it's weird why they don't have you do it. Good point. But yeah, I, I mean, it's an amazing game. I don't mean to knock it from a gameplay perspective. It's one of PS5's best exclusives you can play. Um, sure. Just from a trophy hunting perspective, I personally wish there was a little bit more. It's like you said earlier, I think those first-party Sony stuff is getting a tad too easy. It is. It is. And then um, 
I'll just I'll dive into my gold. Yeah, go for um, it. I went with I haven't spoke about this game yet. There's a new one and a recent one in description. <laughs> no, not blue. <laughs> <laughs> inscription. Daryl loves this game too. Yeah, one of the greatest games I've ever played. Um, Woo! Ins- that's high praise, ins- dude. Inscription at its core is a card game, but this game is so much more than a card game, and I. It stinks because I want to sit here and talk all day long about it. Daryl, you and me should actually do like a spoiler cast on it because it it's amazing, but I don't want to spoil it for the general audience. I had, I don't want to say I had no idea what the hell was going on in this game, but I had no idea what the hell was going on in this game. <laughs> There's like some, you know, AR type of stuff happening. Like you think you're tracking what the game is and then the game pulls a 180 on you. And they throw a different like genre of card game at you. Uh, man, even that feels like a spoiler. There, this I will say, this game is amazing. It this is one of the few games where I say is absolutely worth going into blind. Um, there's really not a lot of missables because you can uh, chapter select just about every trophy, I believe. And, and there's like the design of it is great. The actual like card game elements are really good. If you play Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, or the Pokemon card game. If you play any, don't type tempt of card me with game, a good time, bro. Like you'll fit right in here. So like the gameplay is solid. The design choice is solid. There's, it gets like kind of spooky and weird at times. Not like a, I was never like jump scared, but I'm just like, oh, this is kind of like a little unsettling. Like what what's happening here, and just it really keeps you on your toes and going back to the gameplay i've hit gameplay a few times it's um it, it's very addictive it's one of those games where i was playing late into the night and i would be like eh, i'll just do one more i'll just do one more card match i'll just do one more and yeah. next thing i know it's like two in the morning so i i honestly i know i get shit for my recommendations uh thanks to diego juan but <laughs> this guy this game, and I know for a fact Daryl will back me up. This is arguably one of like the best games that's probably coming out or come out in the last like three, four years. And I would almost recommend just about everyone play it because it's so unique. I don't think I don't really think there's anything like this. The trophy list is once you understand the game, the trophy list isn't too complex. I think the guide makes it the game see much more complex than it is but it's really not too bad of a trophy list i think most people can do it with uh some persistence once you get into casey's mod which is kind of the bonus feature in this version of the game uh there are some pretty tough casey's mod stuff that'll rely pretty heavily on like building a good deck of cards with rng Uh, but once you build a good deck like you can just steamroll the mod so I I loved this game. I regret not playing it sooner. Uh, easily the most enjoyable experience of the year for me. Damn, dude. High praise. I was just checking. It's 10 bucks on Xbox. So if I want to play it and not worry about the trophies. Daryl, am I off? Am I off with my praise or do you agree? I know you reviewed this on one of the earlier episodes. Uh, you, you absolutely hit it on the head, dude. I, I, I will say this to the listeners. Slugger is absolutely correct in his uh, regard for this game. Fake news. I... (laughs) (laughs) No, he is correct. I 
did not know what to expect with this game. I did not like it at first, but the more I played it, the more I ended up loving it by the end of it. Like, hearing Sluggers talks about this game during, you know, Discord communication, he was talking about it. Dude, I was, like, like so, like, cheesing it. Like, oh, he's at this part. He's experiencing this. It, it just brought me back to the times I was playing the game, so... He is absolutely correct. If you want to check this game out, you're going to have a good time with it. So take both our praises, you know, to heart. This is a really good game to check out if you are interested in it. Damn. Okay. All right. Get on. Don't play Get on, on Xbox. Kong. Kong, with you being a magic bro with all these other California dudes, like, magic, I think this is right yeah, up the best. I think this is right up your alley. I do like, I'm intrigued by the card game aspect of it. Unfortunately, because I never break my plan, next year is the year of the backlog, so I can't touch it, you know? And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how long that lasts. I I think I can probably get through the first, like, three months sticking to my plan, and then beyond that, it's gonna go haywire. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm interested in this game. I think it looks really unique. Um, I know some... I have purposely tried to not spoil it for myself, to not hear the things that truly make it remarkable for people but just i did i will admit i did play the demo on pc uh when it initially launched so i did play about an hour and a half of it i understand the core loop in the beginning at least of you know the card game and exploring that space in that cabin that you're in and and all that kind of stuff so i thought it was really fun and intriguing so i am sure at some point i will check this game out for sure very good Okay, guys. Well, I mean, my gold trophy here, probably not too hard to guess. Spider-Man 2. Coming in here at my favorite trophy hunt of the year. Spider-Man 2 currently sits at a 71.20% on PSN profiles. Once again, it's a rap plat. I mean, I think both of my bronze and my gold trophies this year really sort of exemplify the point that we've been saying, and I brought it up early in the sh- earlier in the show, where just so many of these Sony first-party games are insanely common Platinums. Even God of War Ragnarok is a 46.96%, okay? Which, like, I don't mean that to be like, oh, even God of War, but it's like, come on, you know? And Final Fantasy sixteen, 24%, right? Just... I don't know. It it is there's clearly something going on uh with with these games and the directive that that they're being given at Sony. Uh Ghost of Tsushima 45.7%, for example, right? Last of Us Part 2 26%. Like nothing is rare anymore. You know, oh, the 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 best you're going to get is something in the 20s, something uncommon. And I think Marvel Spider-Man 2 is probably the biggest example of that that I've ever seen. 71.2% for the platinum is insane on PSN profiles. That is incredibly, incredibly common. But here's the thing. When we talk about trophy hunting, what we ultimately want, I think, as trophy hunters, in addition to getting the Platinums, we want to have a fantastic game and a compelling story wrapped into a single package. And just like Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, I think Marvel Spider-Man 2, also from Insomniac, probably not a coincidence there, gets all of these things right. The narrative is fantastic in this game. There, of course, there's issues. It's not a perfect game. I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10, but it's a, it's a very enjoyable experience that will keep you engaged in the characters and in the motivations of the characters throughout the 25 to 30 hour experience that you have. The collectibles are easy to get. 
they don't overload you with them, and in fact, they're kind of fun to go for, right? None of the trophies are missable. There is no difficulty-related trophy. So these are things where if you're someone who just wants to enjoy the game, right? Th this is the highest praise that I can give. I didn't look at my phone once playing Spider-Man 2. Not once, right? I also didn't for Final Fantasy 16. But the reason I didn't give that game any sort of consideration in this, in this top three is because of the New Game Plus trophy in there that required 90-plus hours to get the Platinum in Final Fantasy 16. Spider-Man 2, you do it in one playthrough. You never look at your phone. You're engaged the whole time. The characters are good. The writing is good. The trophy pacing is good. The graphics and performance of the game are good. Like, what more can you really ask for from a game? I think that it really just kind of nails everything that makes Sony first-party games great and encapsulates it in a single package. The only sort of room for debate, I think, is on the ease of the Platinum. You know, and that's really going to come down to the individual player. If you think that this is the wrong way to go for Sony, if you think that this is sort of a trend that you don't enjoy, which admittedly a couple of years ago, I was heavy on that. I felt like this is too easy. They're doing these things that I don't enjoy. Um, these trends are not things that I can agree with. And now I'm sort of a little bit more middle of the road where I'm not really quite sure, honestly, how I feel. I think there's a place for difficult platinums and difficult trophies. You know, do I want that from every single game? Unclear. So I've kind of changed my stance on that a little bit. But regardless, Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes, one of my, if not my favorite, um, my favorite IPs in media. I think that this sort of reinvigorated in me a love for a character that I've been interested in since I was probably seven or eight. And I remember reading the comics and having the books about all of the villains in his universe and all things like that. I told Daryl the other day at work, after beating this game, I watched both Amazing Spider-Mans with Andrew Garfield, all three Tom Holland Spider-Mans, all three Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, and I'm watching the 1990 to 1995 cartoon right now. I'm on season three of five. So I have gone hard on Spider-Man after playing this game. It's great. You know, Insomniac continues to be, I think, the industry leader in terms of Sony first party, like making quality shit consistently. We've got Wolverine coming out from them in 2025, which I'm really excited about. Based on the leaks that we've heard, they're working on not only a Spider-Man 3, but a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse sort of game as well. So two new Spider-Man projects. Man, I don't, I don't really know what else you could ask for here. So Spider-Man 2, fantastic game that I'm sure many of you have played. If you have not, Slugger, I can't wait for you to get into this one easily my gold trophy of the year spider-man 2 any thoughts questions or concerns before we wrap up i didn't hear you list the venom series the venom series well oh you mean the movies with uh yeah, yeah i yeah. did i did watch the first one of those i have what not seen the, casual i have not seen the second one you're right <laughs> we got madam madam web on yeah. the horizon well madam web is in the in the comic that i'm watching or in the cartoon that i'm watching so she's there um, I also want to rewatch the X-Men animated series from that era too, to get some more info on that before I get into Wolverine in 2025. So across next year, I'm going to go into X-Men, I think, and try to uh, get up to speed mm. over there. Did you see the little rumor I posted? Mm, I don't think so. What was the rumor? With uh, So in Insomniac got hacked, unfortunately. Right. And uh, some people dug through the files that were hacked, and there's stuff listed about the spider-verse 
and yeah. Spider-Man 3. Yep. So now, the rumor is that Insomniac's now working on a, a Spider-Man 3 and like a Spider-Verse game. So, well. Inject that shit straight into my veins. Daryl Daryl will know what I'm talking about. You will not yet because you haven't played the game. The Spider-Verse. I've heard they make like hints towards it. The Spider-Verse thing, yeah, there's a mission that kind of, yeah, it makes sense. And what I would imagine is that the, the shorter interstitial sort of like Miles Morales V2 game, where it's like a 10-hour campaign, uh, is going to be the Spider-Verse game. And then the Spider-Man 3 will be like the final Spider-Man game that they do. That's my guess. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's very cool. Very exciting. I just think like Insomniac's output is insane. If you look at the PS5. Oh, yeah. And what they've, it's got Miles, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Spider-Man 2, you're going to have Wolverine and probably one or two other games in the life cycle of this thing. Like, where the fuck is Sony been, dude? Where's everyone else? Where is everyone? Insomniac's eating. Everyone else is sleeping. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. So that's what I've got for my gold. I think we all had some great choices there. Thank you guys for participating in that. Hopefully you all have enjoyed this year in gaming. I think it will go down as probably one of the best years in video games. I think last year was also very strong. So the last couple of years have been really, really solid. I'm actually looking forward to a bit of a break next year. Hopefully it slows down a little bit and gives us a chance to play things that we've missed. There we go. I think that's going to do it. Three hours and 17 minutes in so far. Let's put a bow on episode 100, the centennial. Daryl. Any closing thoughts, and where can people find you at? It's uh, It's been a good ride, 100 episodes. I am hoping to be around for another 100 episodes with the both of you. So I will, um, yeah, leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, or not Twitter. You can find my PSN profiles, PlayStation Native, and um, Discord at the Tall Simone Guy. Thank you, sir. Slugger, final thoughts, and where can people find you at? Yeah, uh, happy 100. I mean, it's a honestly a friggin' honor to be here with you guys. I think the last year for me on this show has been one of the cooler experiences in my life. It's really, it, it's fun and interesting to be a part of a podcast like this and be able to talk about my hobbies with other people who have the same love for things that I do. So like Daryl said, I, hopefully I'm here for the next 100, and uh, I'm excited to see where we go in the next 100. And you guys can find me at, on PSN Profiles, the PlayStation Network, at SluggerJD. You can find me on Twitter at Slugger underscore JD. And um, shoot me a friend request, shoot me a DM. Come hang out with us in the Discord. Happy 100. Yes, sir. I would echo those sentiments. It's been truly an amazing experience, a great learning experience, and just a ton of fun to be able to do 100 episodes on something that I'm passionate about with people that I care about. So thank you all so much for your support and for your efforts in making the show what it is. Um, it's pretty wild. Can't believe it. Three years on, here we are, episode 100. You can find me on PlayStation Native, on Xbox, on YouTube, on Twitch at CK Present, Steam as well, actually. Find me basically everywhere at CK Present. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Trophy Talk Pod. Once again, to plug the Patreon if you're interested, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. Otherwise, you'll find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, 
Apple Podcasts. If you haven't given us a review over there or a comment, it really does help us grow and make the show better. So please just leave a like or a dislike. Whatever you don't like about the show, let us know too. Happy to take that feedback. Happy episode 100. A lot of you have been here, if you're listening to this, for a long time now. And hopefully we've been able to provide you with some consistent quality content that you can count on. And you know we're there every other week to give you some trophy hunting goodness. We'll be back in a few weeks' time then with episode 101. Until next time, happy gaming, take care, and goodbye.